0: Baby, I can't make a goddamn dollar with these leads and you're killing my ass on the street. I'm sorry
1: you aren't happy here.
0: Yes, well, that's very cute, but you're running this office like a bunch of bullshit. You're on an override. You make money, we make money.
1: I'd like you to make more money.
0: Then give me a better lead and don't go waste my time. A sales conference? The strategy comes from downtown. Oh, the strategy? The strategy? Well, I think I'll pass. I wouldn't. Why is that? When you come, then you'll see.
2: all right everyone welcome back to Gundam at MHQ this is uh, one of your hosts Neil and joining me always is Soulbro and Chris guys say hello
1: the saga continues yo yo I'm
2: so cool too cool for school and uh <laughs> hey there uh and this is episode 127 of Gundam at MEHQ and this episode we're gonna be having two topics returning back to two topics uh, we're gonna to be doing our first topic's gonna to be the our thoughts and reviews of volume two of Gundam the Origin that recently was released a few weeks ago so we'll definitely be going on that. of course it's kind of the, at the same point that we've uh we read when the old Viz, uh, Viz stuff is there but it was always good to go back down uh, memory row Uh, And the next one, next segment is going to be all of the recent Gundam news that's come out in some of the summer conventions so far and and via the Internet and uh, the whole, um, you know, all the things that are going on. So it's just some of our thoughts and discussions on some of the up-to-date news at this point. Uh, Guys, anything uh, before we get to some news, listener submitted news? I do want to throw out one brief thing. Sure. Which I actually have
3: for once. And that is that you can check out uh, Chaos Theater's new YouTube channel. Hmm. Oh. All right. Which, and, at the moment that we're recording this there 's nothing there, but hopefully by the time the episode comes out, there will be things, so we will be posting all of the episodes there, starting with the most recent and going backwards so if you go to YouTube, just look up uh, chaos theater MAHQ.
2: and uh, there 's also
3: a link to it there from the gundam
2: youtube channel yeah and if and if you 're looking at if you 're listening to this uh, Podcast episode uh, two years from the date it was done. That you'll notice there's lots of stuff here. So, and uh, I think I think this now lays the gauntlet down to Solbro to start up ep- posting up episodes of Gundam, starting with 127 here and moving backwards to Solbro. The challenge is yours.
1: Wow, thank you for putting I think, me to I think
3: the, the mathematics guarantee that he's going to lose that challenge. No. Oh. oh,
2: wow. And I, I implore all <laughs> listeners, though, to give Solbro motivation. Once this is up on the podcast, if, uh, if it's not on the YouTube within a week, give him some uh, email motivation.
1: There you go. There, there you there. go. Some Twitter motivation. That exactly. That would be more direct. <laughs> or just bug him on the Facebook group. There you go. There you go. Bug me 24-7. My phone gets every every message. F you both. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Hey, I'm rooting for you. But I'm just saying uh, simple I... math of 127
3: versus 52, not even counting specials. Okay. And we gave you a strategy that mm-hmm.
2: you should employ. So, <laughs> Well,
1: I am yeah. hyped to do it. Yeah. Nice, we'll yeah. It
2: you got to get this done. Hey. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> anyway. All right. That's it. So uh, back to you, Neo. Sounds good. So we're going to be going into some uh, Neo's listener submitted news articles. And if you ever have any news articles you'd like to post there, always go to the NEO's Listener Smith News articles thread in the Gundam section of the Mecca Talk forum. And uh, the first one here is actually from Mr. Vent Noir, Evil Australian. And this is coming from Crunchyroll.com. And it says that Production IG is aiming to make Ghost in the Shell their Gundam. How's that possible? It never got canceled. It was always good. It was always accepted from the beginning, right?
3: <laughs> well, in the beginning, it was a bigger hit in America than it was in Japan. It didn't really take off in Japan until Standalone Complex.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, they uh, the the release of uh, Ghost in the Shell: Arise. Uh, Production IG founder Shima Ishikawa has discussed the history and the future of the series and saying that they're trying to make this into a continuing franchise along the lines of uh, Gundam, uh, how it serves uh, Sunrise in oh so many ways. So, um, yeah.
3: And of course, we can look forward to that uh, domestic release by Funimation. Or Funimation. <laughs> yes, as some might say.
1: As yes.
2: some might say, huh? Tomato, tomato, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: So thank you, Mr. Vent Noir, evil friggin' Australian, for your submission. And uh, next one here is uh, Bertman uh, Forest. Just got a post. He said he didn't have an English site here, but he does have a link. It sounds like SPT Lasner is going to be getting some Blu-ray treatment. So uh, as uh, we get some English sites or whatever to let us know. In what's
3: Japan, going. no English subs and really
2: expensive. God, well, dang it. Yeah, but we could always look forward to methods. Maybe with <laughs> words. Sure, on. methods. Yeah, yeah. Methods. Yeah. So Yeah, methods. Methods. eh? Hey. Yeah, that's so. the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Mr. Burtman, for, for your submission. Next one here comes from Tochiro. And he's got a he's got a link here from Macross World. And and I know we've been talking about this, but the uh, the Macross Museum is now open. It, the, um, and this link here has got some um, pictures of that. Uh, VF1 cockpit, and it 's got a little Japanese girl in there, and a bunch of, bunch of little things going on with the museum itself. Uh, looks like Basara's guitar and you know, of course, Clapton Global and, and uh, lots of, of course, lots of swag and lots of merchandise for people to buy. so definitely uh, check that out. And uh, I'm actually surprised it wasn't Arbiter doing that, but I guess he's slipping. So
3: is, is there good. is there an adjoining uh, Macross Cafe where one can order pineapple salads
2: and thus tempt Doom? Yeah, I do. It doesn't say anything about a uh, pineapple. It doesn't say anything about a cafe here. And I don't. There really should be. S- uh, yeah, there should be. Yeah, it should be just be a, like a, red pine-
3: pill, pineapple. blue pill, pineapple pineapple cake or pineapple salad
2: <laughs> always the cake always the cake so um thank you mr Chotiro, for your submission next one here comes from ea net dude and he's got a link here and this has already started oh yeah. and uh this is uh the streaming has started on Gun- on the website gundam.info and they started off with uh, gundam double o Uh, so uh, definitely check that out so this is here they're going to be having five new episodes each Friday and the streaming started on July 5th so this Friday would be the second batch of five new episodes so you have no excuse to not watch Gundam or watch anime streaming now (laughs) so (laughs) thank you Mr. EA Net Dude for your submission Uh, next one here uh, comes from vent noir and he's got a link here uh showing uh from IO9 there's a uh, there's a little specific rim featurette that's showing off the humans inside the robots so uh it's just a little YouTube thing so definitely check that out i know that's the long awaited uh mecha movie mechaverse giant monsters undersea monsters from another dimension movie so um
3: that that variety can't get enough of bashing the hell out of Ooh,
2: no they cannot Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, they, they, they
3: got the knives out. They got, a, they got a real thing against that movie.
2: I, I, they're like the only ones because everybody else, from what I've heard, has been singing its praises. So. Yeah,
1: pretty much. Yeah. Even, even people like Hermione and um, the RZA. The RZA, man, he loved it. Him and his son went to go see it. Even Kanye loved it. Kanye loved it. And, of course, and I like, I hey, and, hey, exactly. and Hideo Kojima, creator of Metal Gear, and that whole series, he he loved the hell out of it. He wrote he wrote a, a love sonnet to it on Twitter, man. He really enjoyed that movie. By the so, way,
3: I don't know if this is a Neo's news item, in which I may be soul brewing Okay. But uh, if it's not, there's a piece of art everyone should check out. There's a Japanese Pacific Rim poster. Featuring the Gypsy Danger as drawn by Yoji Shinkawa of Metal Gear and Zone of the Enders fame. And it's glorious. It is. (laughs) It
2: is pretty cool. You know, it actually, to me, it looks a lot like the Union flag, but bigger. It does. And you know what's funny is I just wonder. What do, you, what do you think after this movie's released here in america what's the countdown for it getting one of those uh this cross promotional like animes in japan you know kind of like those marvel animes i can really see this possibly being a uh, japanese uh anime uh you know i would love it if that were the case yeah
1: <laughs> it's, it's getting a lot of uh, it's getting a lot of uh high praise out of all the you know the people who've seen it in japan and I I I kind of think that might be at least at least an OVA or something might come out of all of this. Are you but, are you um, making
2: are you are you making a prediction here?
1: I, I'm I'm making a prediction. Why not? Ooh. I'll throw my hat into the ring. Ooh. But um, I am concerned about its performance here in the states, man. <laughs> it's not tracking very well.
3: Well, yeah, but that's varieties. That's yeah. only variety reporting that. So don't believe they're hype because clearly they're carrying out uh, these dirty deeds for somebody. So yeah, probably yeah. don't yeah.
1: believe. Any of their bullshit they say a lot of the skullduggery behind this might be because of the separation between uh Warner Brothers and legendary Pictures, which uh, I guess they had uh, kind of a divorce recently they-,
3: they just did as yeah. legendary signed with NBC Universal for a i believe eight year deal, and it could be there's some uh, sour grapes over at Warner Brothers, so they said let 's uh let 's trash this last movie of theirs and uh, see if it goes to hell so don 't believe yeah. variety they 're full of crap
1: they're full of shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I like I said, I didn't know Variety was like that. But all the other outlets that I've kind of seen is everybody's uh, been loving this thing. So it does what it's supposed to do. Oh. But thank you, Mr. Vent Noir, for your submission. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one here uh, comes from... <laughs> oh, is, that our, is that our official old music? <laughs> oh, Yes. A uh, quick one here from Arbiter Gundam. Uh, he's got a link here. The Wings of Honamise is going to go to Blu-ray in October. So, uh, and affordable at that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> get out of here.
3: <laughs> yeah, no more no more Bandai Visual. Good riddance. Yeah, I'm glad Bandai, I never bought it.
2: Yeah, it's gonna re, uh, the, disc, the Blu-ray disc is going to retail for 38, uh, $39. So mm-hmm. it's not that bad. So being released it. by Made in Japan. Yeah, there's no... Um, there's no excuse at this point. So, thank or you. Or before before you get it, go listen to us talk about it. Exactly. There you I go. Get excited about buying it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Um. Thank you, Mr. Arbiter Gundam, for your non-macro submission. That's very, very, uh, very unbelievable there. So uh, next one here. Man, Vent Noir, he knows what I like, and it's Pacific Rim. Help. He's got another link here for IO9, and there's another little video that's showing um, all the Kaiju secrets. So definitely check that out. We know that's going to be some good stuff. So thank you, evil Australian Vent Noir, for your submission. Oh! Next one here, man. Arbiter Gundam he must he must be at a he must have had a falling out with Macross World because he gave me and he did this correctly. The Survey News Alert. This is our first one of the day. Survey News Alert, and it looks like Survey blew up Michigan. Uh, a, a scene of for Transformers Four was filmed in Lenawee County, uh, Michigan, and they said there was some high speed drama, some explosions. It was delayed to the rain. The rain was delayed some of those explosions, but once the rain subsided, the explosions began. So, And there's actually a link to the local uh, news affiliate, local ABC news affiliate, talking about this amazing thing. So thank you, Mr. Arbiter Gundam, for the survey's news alert. And EA Net Dude gives us another one another survey news alert and this is going to his his uh his bayoness.com and uh he's got a link here and it shows you what bumblebee is going to look like he's going to be a new uh 2014 concept camaro and i gotta say this camaro looks pretty good i like i like kind of like the way this looks a little bit better than the um the previous ones so definitely check that out and thank you mr ea net dude for your submission. Oh my god and it just keeps coming. The next one here comes from Mr. Silver August the man who began the Bay News Alert uh, format and uh, he's got it linking it to Sabertron.com Survey has got a favorite transformer it's actually Sabertron is linking a tra- favorite transformer poll that's on uh, MichaelBay.com so it's got a it says, who is your favorite Transformer so far? And I'm just going to read these really quick. Optimus, the Bumblebee, the 67 Camaro, the Concept Camaro above Bumblebee, the Bugatti Sport, the Corvette Spring Ray, Hound is the medium tactical vehicle, the Lamborghini Aventador, uh, the Chevy Sonic, the Pagini What I, I can't even... They can't even say it on freaking Top Gear. I can't even say it here. <laughs> and, or the... Uh, or the new um, uh, 2014 Argosy by Freightliner. That's the, that's the way that um, Optimus looks there. So definitely vote to see. What, what do you think? She, what, what would be your favorites, guys, before we uh, move on to the next article?
1: Oh, the Bugatti all day without a question.
3: I'll, I'll vote for incomprehensible slab of metal. There you go. <laughs>
1: Which there'll be plenty in this. That, that that's that's All the right, right
2: in. <laughs> that is the right in vote. So thank you, Mr. Silver August, for this survey news alert. And uh, we don't have any more at this point. And the next ep, the next uh, article we have here comes from Rodimus 76. And I think this is the first time we're calling his name in the news segment this uh, this episode and it seems that he's slipping here oh. but uh yeah G- james cameron you heard of this guy right
1: mm-hmm.
2: well guess what he still wants to make battle angel he's been talking about this for what 65 years now
1: I mean, i'll believe Pretty that much. shit i'll believe that shit when i see it <laughs> i'm done i'm I so... he was talking about
3: battle angel before titanic oh my yeah. god <laughs> yes
1: he was in the mid 90s i remember that shit because i was reading the manga back then and it's like yo he's gonna do a movie uh, as, Battle as, Angel as a young lad well, hey, uh, on top of that, he he was talking about doing one as uh, doing Spider Man before that. That never fucking happened. I'm oh, sorry. Thank God his Spider Man never happened. Because <laughs> that outline I read of that Spider Man was atrocious. Yeah, but Battle Angel, that mess ain't coming. But go ahead, Neil. I'm sorry. yeah.
2: Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just it's just saying here that um, it's talking about you know basically all the things, this is off the Geek Tyrant, and it's basically saying all the things that um, you're saying and gives a little synopsis of Battle Angel, and you know, he's talking about how, you know, James Cameron's saying one thing is shooting in 3D, is another's converting it to, and he blah, says, blah, that, blah, 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 yeah, now, now everything's changed because they can now shoot in 3D, so this means that I can do this, blah, 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 and like you said, well, I'll believe it when I see it.
3: He, <laughs> he says it's going to come out after Avatar 3. I'm going to yeah. throw down claim right now yeah my claim is marvel gets the rights back to spider-man x-men and fantastic four mm-hmm. long before james cameron ever makes battle angel
1: Woo, you're throwing down the gauntlet I, I'll, I'll take you up on that man I, i'm right there with you because I, I i we ain't never seen that movie
2: yeah that <laughs> I, I gotta say that's that's I I'll play I'll play with you on that one too because that that's the smart money. The, the smart money's on that's gonna happen before he puts out Battle Angel. <laughs> yeah. And
1: at yeah. this point, I don't even know if he could do it well. I'd rather see Neil Baumcap do it or somebody else. because um, at this point I, I don't know. I don't know if his Battle Angel would be I I, I read, I read the, H. A. Abrams. No nah, I, I, I love that manga to death. I've read uh, the original series it's and and halfway through the, uh, the the new manga series that's currently the tr- done by Damon Lindelof. <laughs> <laughs> no, go away. Let's don't, move on. Don't don't don't, <laughs> wish, don't 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 put that curse on me, Ricky Bobby. Please.
3: <laughs> <I think> you, <laughs> should so never, you should never wish Damon Lindelof upon anybody. Hey. I'm
2: staying. Uh, thank you, Mister Rodimus Seventy Six, for your submission. Next one here comes from Vent Noir, and this is our final one of the day and it's saying and this is also from io9 and there is now a trailer that's got idris elba canceling the apocalypse a million times <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah. i guess i guess some people have just done some stupid things with his uh you know doing the canceling the apocalypse stuff and uh they're talk also talking here about how that's been the most prevalent scene in any one of the trailers. You know, a lot of trailers will mix and match stuff, but it's like oh, that is in every one of them. So, Everyone. and that speech sounds like it's going to be freaking awesome. So, um, I
1: saw it behind the scenes with him. He actually said he was practicing in it in the bathroom <laughs> and all sorts of places before he actually did it on the on on stage. But uh, yeah, Idris has been he's been out promoting that movie like a fiend this week, man, and and God bless him, man. Has I, I anybody
2: I, asked him though? I mean, Where's been... Wallace? Yeah. <laughs> I,
1: hey, I wish someone would. I wish someone would. You know, I, I saw a trailer <laughs> with Wallace in it recently, actually. <laughs>
2: That'd be the first thing I'd say to Idris Elba. I'd be like, thank you for taking your time with it. And my first question is I, <laughs> I know <laughs> you're promoting. <laughs> Where's Wallace at? <laughs> my <laughs> first question is Have we ever found where Wallace is? Good. <laughs> <laughs> would shit himself. So. Which would be awesome. <laughs> 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 but uh, thank you, Mr. Vent Noir, for that submission. And thank you, all submissions, uh, for these Neo's Listener Submitted News articles. And like I had stated before, if you ever have any articles that you'd like to post, just go to the Neo's Listener Submitted News articles thread in the Gundam section of the Mecha Talk forum. And now going from an extreme high, we're going to go to an extreme low, to SoulBro.com. And Hopers and Dreamers Corner with Chris.
1: What an excellent segue, sir. (laughs) Terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Must be. Thank you guys for stepping into uh, Soul Bros. Hopers and Dreamers Corner. And uh, thank you guys for submitting to the corner, as you always have. We're going to run-, run through about two of these today. And um, if you guys ever want to submit hopes and dreams, head on over to mechatalk.net. Go to the Gundam forum and find the post uh, labeled the Hopers and Dreamers Corner. And go ahead and um, play- place your post in there, too. And we'll read them on the show uh, sometime in the near future. And the first one, I just had it. Here we go. Okay, here we are. The first one is really short. It's from Yokozuna Bulldozer, and Yokozuna Bulldozer. Let me pronounce his name right. And he writes a Super Robot Wars title with Dorymon. Well, <laughs> with the cat beast thing, Dorymon, that that mascot character. I, I guess I don't
3: even I don't even know I I don't even understand the why of this to want to crush it.
0: Hey, I,
3: <laughs> I'm at a loss. You have mind of Chris. Congratulations. Let's move on to something we'll move easier on. for me to comprehend. Thank you, Yoko. for think I can the Hulk smash. It was,
1: it was, it was, it was, it was short and sweet, and I thank you for that. Next up is a submission from PQ Comics, and he writes, "Hi guys, this is my first posting here, so please be gentle. Maybe have, the last. Oh man, lube up. <laughs> <laughs> I have the craziest dream, and I must share it. I want Gundam to be real. You heard right, anime Jedi. I dream of a world with space colonies." Mobile suits, new type space magic, reverse space Nazis, the holy shebang, and most importantly, I want it to be a part I want to be a part of it. I want everyone to become a new type so we can truly understand each other and live peace among the stars again please jump gen- please be gentle, Chris. well damn <laughs> all right, so so you want uh, you, you know what chris I'm gonna let you take it. go ahead. this is what you dream about oh. keep dreaming <laughs> well. Can I interject,
2: Chris? Or are you still going? Please go ahead. That was. It. I just like to say. He said that he wanted to be part of it. Mm-hmm. There's always a place for you know mother or mother and child or something like that or oh, your yeah. teacher closing uh, closing door as a nuclear bomb goes off. So I think he should be. <laughs>
3: or, or depending on your ethnicity, Arthur.
2: Yeah, or Arthur. Yeah, but you're Arthur. You can do it but, um wow. yeah that, that's what I would say I, him, new type pilot, yeah, not going to happen. I mean, uh for, canon father yes
1: for for every one person that becomes a dope ass Gundam pilot and gets to be Millions the must die. in the series, there's a million, thousand real rock guys. there are a million <laughs> or billions of people that get murked. I mean I would you <laughs> you have i mean I, I have a better chance of being caught up in the in the space colony drop than to ever get near a mobile suit or to be gassed unrelentlessly in a colony. <laughs> True. Before before even serving on the white base. So, I don't know. I I I I love watch. Yeah, if, I love You're a free, if you're a civilian, yeah, you're mm-hmm. screwed. But yeah. like Chris said, if
2: you're in the military for every dope-ass Gundam pilot, mm-hmm. there's, there's thousands of real rock guys. So that's, that's what you would be.
1: <laughs> and so many more civilians getting killed. So if you want to roll the, roll that dice, that's cool. But I'm, I'm fine with being an observer. <laughs> but, I mean, you you, you got adventure in your heart, and that's what matters.
2: That's what matters. Either that um, or if you want to see all this, just, just keep watching your videos.
1: <laughs> Watch your DVDs of Gundam. There you go. And dream big. But yeah. uh, <laughs> I'll squeeze this last one in here because it's kind of funny. Thank you, PQ comments, by the way. I really appreciate your submission. And last but not least, another uh, submission from Yokozuna Bulldozer. He writes, "A one by one scale Big Zam is constructed in Odaiba. The control room could be a restaurant that serves Gundam themed meals." Now that's what I'm talking about. I would love that. I would I would go to the Big Zam, ride the elevator up its leg to the to the to the restaurant, dine. In 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 uh, Zabi's chair, and then and then step off and 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 enjoy the rest of my day visiting the one one to one Gundam, and um, I think that's a pretty cool idea, fellas. Great. I'm actually down with that. I'll let that one exist.
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: I, w- I, was I would gonna... go. I would go to the top of this and mm-hmm. and, and and declare once the Big Zam is mass produced,
2: <laughs> the Federation will, <laughs> will bow down to us. Yeah, I w- I would say. Knowing the way uh, Sunrise is and Bandai, mm-hmm. uh, this this is probably the closest thing in the Hopers a Dreamer segment that may actually happen. <laughs>
3: <laughs> could be be the, it could be pretty big, though, if it's yeah. to scale, especially if it's to scale yeah. with
1: the RX-78. Yeah, because it's much bigger. Yeah, now that yeah. to think about it, it, it towers over the RX-78. So it's like yeah, three times like the size. Yeah. Stupidly huge. Oh, my God. I can think it'd that's be a like, construction um, nightmare.
2: Well, it'd be like a look; It would look like the Space Needle. Mm -hmm. you know almost kind of so I would
3: imagine so it might be near like Eiffel Tower size
2: Wow. I I, I would venture to say if they were going to do something big they'd probably do like Psycho Gundam first where you can have like uh, you know uh, sandwiches with a uh, head head case sandwiches, you know, instead of like head cheese
1: <laughs> sandwiches, you've got
2: head case sandwiches. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the number one qual- qualification to being a uh, a psycho gunner pilot.
2: You can get the the four platter, which is just a bunch of bunch of you know just a bunch of mess mm. just piled up against each other. So
1: <laughs> terrible Ew. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you, Yokozuna Bulldozer. I have a little hope and dream that can actually become a reality this weekend, by the way. And I'll squeeze this in there. Go see Pacific Rim. I don't care what you're doing this weekend. Go see a matinee. Go see it twice. But go see that movie. It's got to beat Grown Ups 2. Why are why, you? Why, why? I'm pushing it, man. I'm doing my part. I want people to go see. Hey, why you got this? Everybody's gonna see me. it, man. I I'm not even getting paid for Everybody's this. Everybody's gonna man. see it. Hey, 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 hey. I, I, where
2: I, where I, I live, where I live, I, I've actually seen more. I've seen more posters like at the bus hey. stops and stuff for Pacific Rim than like such gems as like Into Dumbness right. and stuff like that. So I
1: just haven't seen a movie speak to me in this fashion since Scott Pilgrim. And that movie did abysmally in the theater. So I'm so mentally scarred. I hope
2: Pacific Rim is better than Scott Pilgrim.
1: Hey, Scott Pilgrim's a good movie. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, 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 I see. I don't want to hear anymore. I, no see more all the, I see the love letter that this movie is to Mecca, and I just have a nightmare of it failing. So I'm doing my part. I'm going to see this weekend. Make sure you do it too. Do your part. And I'll turn it over to Chris. Well, actually, to me. But oh, back, to, back to you, Wait, wait, wait way, to, way to mess it up. Hey, uh
2: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> so, bro. And now, just as it was created, what, an episode ago? It is now time for the newest Gundam segment, the old-timey news hour with Chris.
3: All right, we have our first submission comes from Arbita Gundam, (laughs) who gives us this, Jason and Jaina. When the Empire died, they were born, a new hope for a new Republic. The young twins of Han Solo and Princess Leia are now 14 and enrolled at Luke Skywalker's Jedi Academy on Yavin 4. Together with friends both old and new, the future heroes of an already legendary saga begin their training. Luke Skywalker has come to a grim conclusion. With the threat of a new generation of Dark Jedi being trained at the Shadow Academy, he knows a new Republic will need all the fighters it can muster. At last, it is time for the young Jedi Knights to build their lightsabers. But there is more to mastering the ancient weapon than mere swordsmanship. Each student must learn about the mysterious bond between Jedi and lightsaber. For Jason and Jaina, success will mean growing stronger in the Force. For one other friend, failure will mean tragedy. <laughs> is that it? Oh, here's a bonus. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Sorry. Since this is going to be uh, part of our topics today. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. it's a very good book very good actually very good war comics requiring no prior experience with anime or mecha or gundam just a well-made old-fashioned war comic full of thrills and spills and lucky breaks and narrow escapes and preening villains you'll love to hate and pig-headed heroes you may hate to love and expert drawings by a master craftsman and hard sturdy violence hmm
2: mm. what could that be <laughs> something with with all types of punctuation except the period <laughs> pretty much <laughs> all right well thanks chris that for awesome. uh, for the old timey news hour the new segment of Gundam. and uh, i'm sure are you going to be doing a, a thread or how should they contact you if they want to you the listeners want you to recite um one of their submissions
3: there will be an old timey
2: thread no, the old timey thread. All right. So watch for that. Too. Perfect. All right. Well, in case unless you guys have anything else before we get going, uh, go into our first uh, segment, which is uh, Gundam Origin, Volume Two of the manga. Um, anything? No. Nope. nope. Ready to go. All right. Well, well, you're listening to Gundam at MHQ.
4: talking and talk fast, you lousy bum! We've been frantically trying to reach you, dude. Where is my goddamn money, you bum?
5: Well, well we...
4: I-I-I-I do not They did not receive the money, you nitwit! They did not receive the money! Her life was in your hands!
1: This is our concern, dude.
4: No, man, nothing is f- here. Nothing is f- No, man. The gun plane
3: has crashed into the mountain!
1: What did the Anime Addicts Anonymous hosts think of My Little
3: Pony? If you're a dude older than 12, you really should not be watching My Little Pony. And if you are, go eat some chicken wings. Anime. I'd rather watch the
2: Smurfs. Smurfette was hot. Addicts. I'm pretty sure I set a few My Little Ponies on fire when I, was a, when I was a child. Anonymous. No, that's cool. I'm just saying like My Little Ponies burn real nice because they made of plastic. Podcast. Visit us at aaapodcast.com,
1: iTunes, Facebook, and live from Japan on ustream.tv. Greetings, I am Andrew Cook, the host of Pretentious Internet Theater. Each month, I bring you the finest in literature that internet fan fiction has to offer. Join us, won't you,
3: at tinyurl.com pitpodcast. Remember, there is much drama on the internet, but only the best makes Pretentious Internet Theater.
4: I don't give a gun damn who you are. This is America, Jack. Now, you say one more word about Lisa here, and I'm gonna break my foot off in your royal ass. Karma Strikes. Sing on
3: Welcome back to Gundam at MHQ and for this segment we're going to be giving our thoughts on Volume 2 of Vertical's release of Gundam The Origin so if you liked what you saw in Volume 1 with the fancy color pages and the extras and the hard cover, you get more of the same of that here and we have Volume 2 which is called Garma so therefore you have to have armor on the cover
2: makes sense
3: yes creepy yamuro with his little his little toy little beaten up little toy don't you love your son mom exactly (laughs) so this volume collects uh basically the next four issues from viz's original release and takes us through the entire garma arc from the white base landing on earth all the way up through garma's death so If you're familiar with Gundam, I'm not going to get into the whole specifics of how all of that works out, but definitely want to mention some of the notable changes. For one, one thing I like that they did do is they totally fixed the screwy geography of the White Base's path from both the TV show and the movies. Shout us to New York. (laughs) Because it makes no damn sense in the TV show or even in the movie. Like, Mm -hmm. what the hell is going on? Where did the White Base come down in? why are they going these weird routes to try to get to Jabro by going the entire way around the world exactly which yeah, never made the, any um, sense
2: because in the show in the movie it looks like they're in seattle but it's new york and or new york whatever they're named it and yeah it's all over the place it's very confusing
3: <laughs> yeah so in this adaptation they're in california they're just in California, that's where they ended up, and they're t- gonna travel down to Jabaro that way. So thank goodness for someone looking at a freaking world map.
2: <laughs> yeah, basically it's just taking the route of the five freeway, it looked like <laughs> Yeah.
3: So that's a notable change. We um see some more with Shar and Garma and um them hanging out and talking about stuff. There's some uh, very nice fan service in color of shower in the shower
1: <laughs> Oh no, for, for all
3: for all the men and ladies alike. Oh, man. Got
1: a little bit of fan weighing myself.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and interestingly, when we have um, the whole introduction of Isselina, we get some more background on her dad, because in this edition of the story, Isselina's dad is is the secret or rather not-so-secret head of the local rebel groups who are resisting Xeon rule.
0: Mm-hmm. So that mayor definitely gives
3: some more definition to his character, where in the TV show, he's just this one note guy who's like, I don't like you dating that Zeon guy. Blah, I'm going to slap you around.
2: <laughs> Can I, I can't remember in the show, because he's the mayor in he's the mayor of LA and the manga – did they even say what he is in that, or is he just some rich he's still, guy that's No, not-
3: he's the mayor of,
2: insert city. Whatever city that... Okay, yeah.
3: Yes. But there was no guerrilla component.
2: Yeah, no, none. None at all. He was just pissed off. Yeah. So
3: we have some elements from the TV show that they include in this story, such as... Um, the the refugees taking Frau hostage and demanding to be let off which then gets turned into a battle plan and uh you know the whole thing of the young mother and her child trying to find the town that actually was destroyed but they get helped by the nice zeon pilots
2: yeah the, so that, the was- <laughs> that was funny because they're like oh yeah uh She's like, I'm looking for. I think it was like Saint Angelo, and they're like, "Whoa, oh, don't know." And then, like at the last minute, as they're walking away, it's like, "Yeah, it's over that hill. <laughs> <laughs> the hill, big crater." Yeah,
3: that giant lake. That is it. That's the town.
2: <laughs> oh
0: my
3: gosh! <laughs> so that was a good bit. Um, interestingly, they move way, way forward. Amaro's meeting with his mother. They have her down in what, like Baja California or somewhere. Tijuana
2: yeah Tijuana, somewhere around there yeah pretty much
3: yeah so they moved that forward to way way before uh, both encountering Rawl and the death of Garma so that's an interesting change Mm -hmm. and logistically which makes much more sense Amuro goes in a jeep rather than the core fighter
0: thank you
2: (laughs) yeah little 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 easier to uh, be stealthy in a jeep it's
3: far more subtle yeah exactly yes (laughs) And we have the exact same thing, goes to the house and finds all of the, you know, scummy Federation soldiers and gets beaten up by those guys who are harassing the uh, the cart lady and then goes over to the hospital,
2: shoots the guy.
1: Eh, my son's not like that. Blah, 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 blah.
2: Chocolate is offered to a young child.
1: Uh, yes, man. The Hershey's. The Hershey's yes. soldier, man. Sergeant yes, all, Hershey.
3: Of, <laughs> all of that stuff, um, <laughs> unlike... The TV show where Amro goes off on, on, a, on a temper tantrum and destroys a backwater Xeon base for nothing. Instead, we have um, Selah and Kai in an armored vehicle running around grabbing Amro and
1: shooting up stuff. Yeah, it was pretty cool.
3: Which is an interesting change because at this point in the story, it gives Selah something more to do.
1: It's a far better set piece, too, because I think in the show yeah. they had them like combine the Gundam or like they tried to, to drop the Gundam down so that he could put the core fighter in it and just this long, drawn-out reason to have a, 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 a mid-air docking. Daki sequence, yeah. And it's like, yo, come on.
3: <laughs> Which thankfully was cut in the movie, but still it's like he's flying around in the core fighter. So they, had, mm-hmm. they limited the core fighter action to just Ryu the way it was in the original story where he's flying around and he gets shot up and has to return to base. Mm-hmm. So we've got that. And we have uh, their meeting with Matilda, which was combined with Shar's first attempt to kill Garma from the TV show. So that's an interesting change as well. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, no, I think in the TV show, which has been a while, I think their first meeting with her was when Shar first tried to kill Garma by disconnecting the radio. So that's, yeah. that would not be a change. Yeah. But I'm interested in the fact that they kept – his first assassination attempt, which is just so blatantly obvious. Oh, let me unplug this little cable here. And <laughs> nobody's going to notice. How did know. that happen? Because <laughs> the thing is...
2: Shoddy contractors.
3: <laughs> the thing about that is when you have that in the TV show and in the origin, mm-hmm. it kind of, for the viewer or the reader, it gives Char's hand away kind of early. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. when you watch it in the movie, which is the way I saw msg the first time it comes as a surprise when Shar betrays garma
2: yeah you're right so it does
3: that's why i prefer that little part not being there because then you know in advance that he's trying to smoke garma
2: yeah
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> definitely
3: now well this is an interesting change because it shows uh, some more involvement of the Federation forces is that the white base specifically receives orders to go to L.A. and help the local guerrillas led by Mayor Eshon back take down Garma. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because it gives some more structure to what the white base is doing since in the TV show and the movies, you sort of get the impression they're mostly just wandering on their own, doing whatever they want while they're trying to get to Jabro. Right.
1: Pretty with very nice. little
3: involvement from the Federation.
1: Yeah, they're, they're more more of a lone wolf in the TV show, but apparently they do have uh, backing in the background in the in the manga, um, yeah. and and even uh, even Matilda lets them know that you know you're not alone. We're we're trying to help. we are we are going to send you help at least on occasion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So at this point, then we have uh, you know the white base joining in the attack. Same stuff as before. You know, hiding in the dome. Oh, the. Gundam's running away, blah, blah, blah. Shoot the Gawk from behind and uh, Garmin goes exploding.
1: Oh my God, does he ever.
3: The difference is right after that, the Zeon come to arrest Mayor Eshon back and he kind of stupidly grabs a gun or tries to grab a gun and they just shoot him down and kill him.
1: Yeah. yeah. He wasn't going to be taken alive. That, that man, that man was too stubborn. <laughs> yeah.
3: And then after the... Story. We get a little bonus section, which has a two-page interview with uh, the artists of Clamp. And after that, there's a color illustration of their interpretation of Amuro, which I swear to God is just Suzaku in a Federation normal suit and uniform jacket holding Haro.
1: That seems to be the consensus on the internet. <laughs> he did it. He did it. He did it. He did yeah, it.
2: He did it. <laughs> uh, Amuro Suzaku did it. Amaro did it Amaro <laughs> did it well he did kind of do it with Lala
0: yes
1: there you go
3: so Sobro, what were your thoughts on volume 2
1: uh, I this is one of my favorite story arcs of uh, Mobile Suit Gundam in general so um, uh, I really was in love with this book it is a much smaller book than uh, the first novel um, so the first the first installation, but that's quite all right, because there's still a whole lot of content not here
3: that much smaller. It's not.
1: Um, no. I'd say it's 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 just just a fraction smaller, but it's still a healthy book, man. And there's a lot of great moments in this in this book um, as well, especially I, I always like the, the, the and I love the fact that they actually um put the moment of Amaro visiting his mother in this uh in this set of stories because uh it's it's such a crucial moment in his his character development um when he goes back to his mom's house and he rented all those soldiers there it's a much more risque scene than it was in the tv show in the tv show it's just some dudes in his house dancing to some vinyl and in yeah. this here you got
3: like uh camp this, followers like hey i make you a man
1: yeah there's 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 they've got whores and one guy is in the midst of about to getting some uh, – he's about to get some for the most part until Amaro's, Amaro walks in and uh, and cock blocks him. So, <laughs> <if> anything, Pretty <laughs> much. But yeah, it's, it's a much more darker scene. He goes in the house. He grabs his doll and he runs out. And uh, I don't recall in the TV show if he finds out if his childhood friend actually died. He did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, okay, did. he did. I, I, I was trying to remember if that was part of the conversation, but it really struck out to me. It, it stood out to me in the book as I was reading it. Um, one of the th- coolest things I loved about this volume is that there are so many landmarks, real, um, real, real landmarks in, in, in real life that are in this book. Um, Garma lives at the Chateau Marmont, which is at a hotel in uh, L.A. Yeah,
2: I wonder if uh, – I wonder when he was there if Lindsay Lohan was down the hall because she's always boy. down there too.
3: <laughs> you mean you mean Space <laughs> Lindsay Lohan? Space Lindsay Lohan. Lohan.
1: <laughs> He's dating
3: her. <laughs> Selena. Wait, maybe oh, Space Lindsay Lohan is Isalina.
1: There you go. And the Might pieces be. come together. Um, you also get uh, a few moments at Los Angeles City Hall. Um, there's a big battle at the Hoover Dam. And um, you have the LA Convention Center where uh, it's the final resting place of uh, Gar-Mazabi. Um Neil, how did it feel when you went to Anime Expo that you were standing on, on hollowed ground?
2: Well, I guess, well, Hollow Ground uh, for some people would be across the street at Staples Center, but there yeah. There you go. There you I go.
1: Mean, it it would have made more sense if the white base hid in Staples Center because it was, isn't that a dome? Like the dome that they, the, the, they hit the white base in? It's
2: line? just a round stadium. Yeah, yeah like a, kind of, kind of, not completely round, but kind of a weird elliptical, not like a football, but a little bit more rounder than that. But yeah. Yeah. It I mean, Staples me- has been around for a while, so. Mm hmm. It might have been it, but everything was blown up. So
1: That's true. I, I, I guess the the landscape got rearranged many times uh, by the time we got there. They didn't this. visit my house, though. I wanted a battle going oh. by Huntington Beach. Oh, like, damn it. Shark well, could have caught
2: some waves and then you know sh- tried to shoot Garm in the face. So <laughs> well, I mean, he we could have thrown a a
3: Sharknado at Garmin. <laughs> <laughs> Sharknado.
2: <laughs> Man, like, oh, my gosh, like oh. Mega Shark, Mega Shark's children. They're Sharknados. Sharknados.
1: But, yeah, it made me laugh when I heard that the uh, the resistance was coming out of the LBC as well. That that shit. Well, me, that that, that would nice. make
2: sense because oh, yeah. anybody that knows uh, Long Beach knows there's a lot of pride with Long Beach. <laughs> Hell yeah,
1: dude. I can only imagine that the resistance movement is led by the, uh, the kin of eazy and Dr. Dre. <laughs> It's just, it's, oh, my God.
2: It's interesting. But, yeah. but it actually, I got to say, though, um, mm-hmm. not to, you know, oh, go, ahead, go you, ahead. But I'm just saying uh, that whole part where, you know, you see the resistance fighters that you do see that there's something like that going on. I mean, it's something we don't see in really in the movie or the television show that, you know, OK, yeah, Zion took over uh, the California base and all that. And you know, there, it would make sense that there would be leftover Federation soldiers, maybe people that were just, uh, you know, like you would in any war, saying, you know, screw this, we don't want these guys here. And it was nice to see that. Oh, okay, there is insurgency going on. So that 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 gave it a, that gave it also that little bit, you know, a little bit more world, real world feel there. So.
1: Absolutely. It, it it made it very grounded, as Chris mentioned earlier too, with the fact that it's, you know, you actually can look on a map and see where actually all this, all this, all, all this turbulence and, and fighting is taking place um and that was one, one one thing i really loved about the book um this story makes you feel a lot more what for me i always like the character of garba zombie but G- garba garma Zabi, but um, i know i'm just I can't no say the man's name but i always <laughs> i always love garma's character in the tv show even though he was a bit of a, a dandy and he's still a dandy in this book but he's a bit more relatable no, stop Sean! don't <laughs> make the men you're making me laugh the men are watching but
2: um, I thought they were going to th- go and make out, and I'm sure there's plenty of Yahweh that's got them doing oh, it. Oh
1: no! <laughs> but this book really uh, makes him a more well-rounded character, and uh, I I love his depiction in 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 the origin. I, I thought it was outstanding. Uh, there were a lot of comedic moments, a lot more than uh, I, I I remembered from reading the first time, especially with Bright yelling at people, and of course the the legendary scene of Bright slapping the shit out of Armor is also in this volume. So that was always that's always been a treat to read and relive. Um, that's when my dad hit me. This is the volume that the bright slap is born. So this is another uh, another pinnacle moment in Gundam that is a great reason to buy this book. Um, outside of that, uh, there's one other scene I wanted to bring up, uh, and now it just escapes me. I'm sure we'll we'll bring it up in discussion, but uh, I'll pass it back to you, Chris. All right. So Neo,
3: your thoughts on volume two?
2: Oh uh, well, I mean, uh, like I stated earlier in the show, in the opening segment, it, it you know it's it's familiar, but yet I haven't read it in so such a long time, and you know this new presentation that Vertical has done has you know made it even uh, that much more enjoyable, uh, to, you know, to read. So uh, definitely a lot of the things that you got you guys brought out. Um, I do like some of the rearranging of um, you know some of the events there. The thing with Armro and his mom, it still it always bugged me in the movie, and always bugged me in the in the in the television. Still bugs me here. I understand why it is, yeah. but I just get so aggravated because she's such a selfish bitch. Well, and, I, mean,
1: I, I wanted to bring that up to you because I, I remember when we discussed this that uh, you really didn't like how her character was. Uh, I, I remember in the novel, she's a, she's a much more yeah. But the uh, novels, is – that's a, that's I'm, a whole I'm, different I'm thing. Just, yeah. I'm just saying, I'm comparing the two, but I. I always felt that her reaction was, was justified. I thought that seeing her son shoot someone in cold blood – well, not cold blood, but in self-defense in front of her is a shocking thing to say. I'm not even talking. I'm not no, but
3: still, yeah. I mean what mother would say to her son, how dare you shoot – that man who would have yeah. killed you and not defend yourself. That did, did reaction she, is completely completely that, irrational. Did she really pretty say much. that? Though. Yeah, pretty much. She's basically like, I didn't raise yeah. you to be that way. Okay. How could you shoot him? He's, He's probably got a, got, got a family. He's got a family like, too. What, what mother would ever say to her son, like, how, how could you defend yourself against someone who would have killed you?
2: Yeah. Well, and, and, like, and, and that's not even the point that bothers me about her. It's just all the flashback moments of, you know, it's like, oh, I don't want to leave. You know, I don't want to leave this great area here. And, well, she should have know,
1: fought to keep her son there. I mean, honestly, I mean I, that's what I'm mad at her for. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying
2: yeah. her depiction, no matter. what... Well, she what, wanted they, to have I'm, it both ways in all yeah. versions. It's like
3: I don't want to leave Amaro, but I don't want to go to space. So yeah. clearly, me living on Earth is more important than you know raising my son. So clearly, her priorities are pretty skewed, and she's yeah. not a good parent. And the and
2: the fact that she brings up the fact that. Uh, she's like, oh, it's because he was raised by his father. Well, you could have prevented that. I mean, yeah. yeah, okay. How many times do uh spouses go to cities or places that their other spouse has to go for business or whatever that they don't want to be there, but they do it for the sake of their children? Yeah. And th- that that's yeah. the thing that bothers me about the whole situation is it's just like Chris said. She's trying to have it both ways. Like, oh, you know, what I want is so important, but yet, you know, I want him here, but then I'm going to bitch when he turns out the way he does, even, you know, it's everybody else's fault, but I'm not going to look at myself saying, hey, I could have prevented this by, you know, doing something that maybe I didn't want to do for the sake of my child.
3: Not even that, but she clearly has no idea of all of the things that he's been through since the start of the series. So where the hell does she get off judging him? And then the whole thing of, oh, I didn't raise you to be this way. It's like, bullshit you didn't raise him at all at all you were yeah. not part of his life you basically abandoned him
1: it's not like she disowned him though and at the end i mean there's practically a, the, there's a little bit of resolution she, at the end of the book though i mean at the a end, little end bit of a resolution show, at
3: the yeah. end but just the way she's like you know oh, you're no son of mine blah, blah, blah. It's like how would you know you weren't part of his life yeah. You know for how many years you know he's a little kid in those flashbacks, so know, where the know. hell do you get off you know judging him or what he 's done
1: I, I I agree with you guys that she should have put a foot down when it came to uh, him going out into space with a, with his father and the fact she should have been there to, to mother her child but um i don't know I, I to see your son that you haven't seen in years um, you know kill someone in front of you although in for righteous reasons and i i'm a whole i, I wholly agree as a why but the thing
2: it's but the thing is is once again so yeah. you're not even getting the, the, the what we're trying to say here it's you know she's right. sitting there and she's sitting there going oh i didn't raise you to be this way no you didn't raise him. him period yeah, yeah so you that. have nothing to say yeah, and that's no investment that's investment the, the that's the issue that i've always had with that scene but i will go to other scenes because <laughs> i mean that, that has always Go been ahead. just a real big thing i mean and it makes sense why armor was screwed up the rest of the freaking universal century and, <laughs> and he has he has issues with women right there it's exactly why starts with his mother but mm-hmm. um you know of course just just done the same way and it, it still gives you the goosebumps even reading it as, you know, just as when you watched it when, uh, you know, freaking Char sets up Garma and just gives him <laughs> just that thing of, you know, to blame this on the or- unfortunate, on your unfortunate birth and stuff. And it's just like, you know, Garma's like, what? Huh? You know, it's like, you know, <laughs> and it's just so awesome because you just, I mean, he just plays it so perfectly. Of course, it is tipped a little bit. Too much because of you know the the prior uh, prior actions that we saw, but man, it's it's just it's just so great to see, especially when you can see that Garma is just like such a fanboy of Shar mm-hmm. that he's just going to do anything. And the fact that you know at that moment when he tells him that. And, uh, Garma's like, what? And he, Garma finally gets it. It's like, yeah, it's not all about, you know, dating the hot mayor's wife or hot, the hot daughter of the mayor and, you know, getting the Xeon cross and all this stuff. And, uh, you know, and, and, and I liked, I, I liked the fact that you do, you do get more of a fleshing out of Iselina's e. father. Um, and of course, like Chris said, the whole, um, the whole voyage of the white base, it's, you know, you can see that they actually have, They actually have uh, a goal that they need to go to. They don't initially know it, but I mean, it's always there to go to Jabro, But as they're going that route, it makes a lot more sense. And then plus they're given the orders to help the um, the rebels that are attacking L.A. and and things like that. And of course, um, you know, we get to see, uh, you know, a lot a lot more strategy when it comes to using uh, the Gundam and i mean you get a you get a glimpse of it in the movie and the television series but you know using the gundam uh to set up um you know garma and all the um other you know the forces there and and even earlier in the book when they they kind of use the gundam more as a a decoy almost and they're allowing the other, you know the gun cannons and the gun tanks to uh to take it and then of course you see poor lieutenant kim getting blown up in his old gun tank oh yes. and um but once again you know that gives you the realism because not only do you have multiple gun cannons and multiple gun tanks but the fact that you're going to lose some is uh you know makes it pretty nice but
1: um even the white base has red shirts
2: yeah yeah and you know um you know the, the whole thing with um uh, what is it? Uh, what the hell is that guy, Lieutenant Reed? You know he's all about doing stuff. You know he wants it all done this way, and then all of a sudden it's like it gets tough or something like that. He's like, "Oh, it's all on you, Bright." Like you know, it it really just shows you kind of the the dysfunction and, and some of the jealousy that you see when it comes to uh, to to Bright as being a, the commander and stuff. So um, yeah,
1: he wasn't a, he wasn't a scumbag I don't know about you guys, and, but
3: mm-hmm. well, he was a scumbag in the TV show as well. But not as they not to to the level in, who he was in the book though. But he was he he was always yelling at Brighton, i to get you court martialed. Oh Marshall. yeah. All of his dialogue I, I read it as whiny Scott McNeil as he did in the TV show.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: That's that's the voice I heard in my head is yeah, Scott you know McNeil right. being a whiny guy. Nice. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah you you're definitely yeah, and, and and that's definitely a great way of uh of of packaging it there. But um You know, like I said, uh, it was it was definitely nice to uh, to come back to this. hadn't read it that long, so there was you know a lot of it was familiar, but then you have those surprises, and um, can't wait to the next volume. And I know that we're getting close uh, to um, you know uh, getting close to the point where biz had stopped so that'll be definitely nice and uh
3: that'll be in september and then uh uh, by december by christmas time we'll actually be in new material in america
2: for the first time in over a decade and i will say i'm not going to go too much into it but i did speak to our friend at anime expo and i know chris had mentioned it earlier about the you know the title of this um This uh, this this volume was Garma, but it had Armro on it, and I know that's been a a point of contention. Um, I would just—I'm not going to go into details with this, but I'm just going to say that uh, this is one of those things that's out of Vertical's hands. So, um, you know, I guess from what I'm hearing, they're trying to work through it, and it sounds like there might be some of a compromise. But when it comes to uh, whatever you know, the, the way the covers are. Um, a lot of that's being dictated from Japan. So it's from what I've heard, that's one of the few things that uh, Japan is really kind of held, has held steadfast on. But I guess there's some things that are possibly happening that may alleviate some of those uh, issues or some of those issues in further volumes. So I well, know that's one cool. of those cases of uh, just
3: LOL Japan. <laughs> But
2: I will say, though, speaking to uh, – I don't know if you guys have anything else to say about the book or anything.
3: Uh, just some quick comments since sure. uh, I haven't had my turn yet. But mm-hmm. uh, I definitely enjoyed this incarnation of the Garma arc as I was reading it originally and coming back to it again. The way that they, as we mentioned, fleshed out Eshon back, the way they move forward. Amaro's visit with his mother and change the logistics around that, the way they changed the white base's path and had it be more sensical and have the Federation giving them orders. And maybe it's just me, but I thought that were a lot more color pages in this volume. than in the last one,
2: it did seem like there was, I, I don't know. I, I didn't really a check. Lot more, it
3: seemed to me there were a lot more key sequences in color. Yeah,
2: that might be true. Yeah.
3: And you know, just the fantastic work that they've done with these color pages it makes me wish just the whole damn thing was in color.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't it all kidding. looks so good. Yeah. you want to put, yeah, it's the work.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, though? At, at least then by not being in color the whole time, it really gives the dramatic emphasis to the points that he chooses to make in color, which is mm-hmm. usually something pretty important. Yeah. So since they're not there all the time, you you sort of appreciate them more when they're there because they're there for a reason.
2: Yeah, that's true.
3: So I'm definitely uh, intrigued by the direction we'll be getting to by the end of the year. So I obviously know what's coming up with Volume 3 and I'm definitely looking forward to Volume 4 once that hits.
1: Oh, yeah. And Volume 3, I I take it as a Rumble Roll volume. Yes. yes. Yeah. Now we're getting into the meat of the stuff, man. I can't wait, man. And we're gonna see some deaths. Oh no! Play with me, boy. You <laughs> play with me, boy. <laughs> some salty kids Oops. in the desert. <laughs> you excite me, boy. <laughs> the Mexico chapter. <laughs> um, well, I, I am so
2: I'm, I, and I can't wait till afterwards because I always wanted to see what uh, happened to Amon after that. So it's like, oh yeah, you know, we never really got to see that. Uh, because that's where they stopped so
1: yeah it was at the tail end of the rumble roll uh chapter where they where they had to where they had to stop i can't remember where exactly they ended he died but, i think oh, he, wasn't it
3: yeah it probably ended i think right it when ended they, on him just him dying raiding
1: yeah white i think base. that's what it did yeah that that's the last chapter where they raided a white base and he died um right there uh, at the uh the secondary bridge but um man we got a lot to look forward to um, any, uh, any, any thoughts about the artwork? I mean, we, we brought up, uh, the fact that it was in color, but I mean, um, that discussion from, uh, Clamp at the end of the book was pretty insightful for the fact that I, I didn't know that Yaz did a lot of his artwork with, with brushes. Um, and it really does show when you go and you look through all the, all the work he does in the, uh, in the, in the book, especially the, uh, the central panels for like a lot of the action shots and, um. When he transitions from one moment to the next, it's just it's it's so gorgeously drawn. I love the way he lays out his panels. If you if you're reading comics a long time, um, you can tell this man has been in the game for a long time with the way he just structures his pages. But um, I I just I love his work, man. I really do. Especially the little uh the little covers at the very end that it shows of uh of of the different uh the different chapters that. Cause I remember um one of the covers that they show at the back of the book was the cover of one of the volumes. Or several of the volumes of the Viz manga, including the uh, the the main picture of Garma crashing the uh, the gal. Um, that one's actually this this one right here should have been the cover of the book, but sadly it wasn't. So <laughs> I guess we'll have to wait for the second edition. Of what? If they if they run through and print this book up again and they decide to change the cover. Uh, you know they're not going to do that. Oh, well, damn yeah. And you know Japan's not going to be down for that. Have you, have you been paying attention? Hey, man, you never know. You never know. this book is selling well and they want to run through it again, man, I'll be there to buy it again. So you I know. don't think there's going to be enough.
2: No, they're, this, yeah. this
1: is, they're getting what they're going to get. It's successful it's yeah. now,
3: and that's the peak of what it's going to be. You're not going to be getting second runs on this stuff, I don't believe.
1: Well, well, shit, man. I'll just sit my ass back
2: down.
3: You're asking for a really <laughs> tall order. Wait for them to get through. <laughs> the first run of everything and then we'll see about second runs there you go
1: there you go
2: yeah because that was kind of some of the stuff I was just going to generally comment on from what um, unless you're still got some stuff Chris
3: no just oh. keep in mind this is vertical not not yes Vitz, Very jam- or or Tokyo pop in their heyday
2: yeah and that was kind of the thing um, that you know Ed had said is you know they're going to go they are going to go through the run of this and that's all Vertical is focusing on right now. And like uh, Chris had just stated, if you're interested in this and you want to get it, you get it now. And they've actually, he said that he actually received an email from Yaz uh, talking about how uh, excited he was about the response of uh, the origin um, in in the US and uh, North America and stuff. And uh, he thought that was uh, pretty cool because uh, Ed was saying that usually when things like this are happening, they're through many layers of people. But to actually get it from the man himself and to see that he was generally excited means that, yes, I mean, there is is some good stuff in. There's some appreciation going on. But, you know, (laughs) second runs, I think you might want to post that to (laughs) Hopers and Dreamers.
1: There you go. That would be my next uh, submission.
2: Yeah, so (laughs) – but uh, yeah, he said he said it's been doing really well. But you know, it doesn't mean that people can drop the ball. So you know, once again, if if you're interested in this or you're still um, you're still uh, you know pre-ordering it, definitely ch- uh, make sure that you keep abreast of those pre-orders because they are get
3: those pre-orders in. They're cheap. I'm all I'm pre-ordering Amazon all the way up through Volume Five.
2: <laughs> yeah, and, and they're and that. they're coming and they're coming quickly. I mean, that's the thing is like, you know, they they have. He said that they have a schedule. And they're going to, you know, hell or high water, they're going to try to keep the schedule. So, you know, every three months, these things are going to be coming out. So, you know, you have no excuse. And like Chris said, much, much, much cheaper than what the, the cover price is. I mean, for what you're getting, and I wouldn't even have a problem spending the cover price, which I think is like 30 or $35. I mean, for what you get for it, it's still an amazing thing. So. Yeah. And from what I hear, they are out of one and two. There is no more back stock. What they Man. are? They tweeted, uh, which yeah.
3: whenever I spot anything from their uh, Twitter that's Gundam related, I retweeted. So they are uh, they are out of volumes one and two. So whatever's out there is what's out there. Yeah. And when they've gotten returns from retailers, they've kept that small amount in stock to take to them with conventions. So this stuff is really getting scarce. So don't
2: and, wait, as we've said and, before. And I will say, seeing them on Saturday at Anime Expo, talking with him at the booth, because he was at the vertical booth, uh, Gundam The Origins not their only thing that they sell. Oh. And, that's, and that's, not, that's also doing really well. So if there's any of those titles, because uh, he showed me all the boxes they had brought, and mind you, this is a four-day um, this is a four-day expo, and we're in the third day. And they pretty much were uh, he brought enough of different various titles uh, that they thought would be good, for, you know, for past performances for a four-day week. And they were down to like what was on the table, which was actually pretty scarce. That was all they had left going into the rest of that. Saturday because this is like maybe about four o'clock in the afternoon and Sunday. So you know and they not only have Gundam: The Origin, but they have a whole bunch of other titles. So if you really like their stuff, when it gets released, it looks like you need to get it because uh, they they seem to be doing a pretty um, a, a, a pretty good job of getting rid of their um, you know getting rid of their stock and and uh, you know having pretty good success with the titles that they have. So you know, but back to you, Chris.
3: All right, so I think it's safe to say that we enjoyed this volume. And if you are on the sidelines, again, uh, we're not being paid by Vertical to push this, but we just want to get the point across that, you know, put your wallet where your mouth is because if you want this, it's a limited run and buy it while it matters and make sure you get your copy because, you know, God forbid you get uh, second thoughts later. And then when you want to get this stuff, it's really expensive on eBay or somewhere else. Oh, yeah. So get it now while it's cheap because them pre-orders, I'm average, on Amazon, they're averaging about $17 to $20 from yeah. what I've seen.
2: I think volume two, I actually... Got it for like th- $18. I got it for a little bit less. I, I did think. too. Yeah, I, I, whatever I got it at was I think it was higher than what initially volume 1 was and then of course, you know, Amazon always gives you that that uh, that little statement showing, oh, you know, you bought it at this, you pre-ordered it at this, but because of whatever it got um, you know, you got it at this price. So, I got it for about 2 bucks off of what I actually pre-ordered it on. So, yeah.
3: So, yeah. get it now and hey, it looks nice on your shelf, especially now that I've got Volumes 1 and 2 sitting next to each other. and Volume 1 isn't alone by itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's a nice shelf piece. So make sure you get it and uh, keep supporting it because uh, Ed has been more optimistic recently on Twitter about uh, possibilities of things they might up in the future if uh gun keys up its numbers through the halfway point of the series
2: well when i was when i was talking to him he's pretty much said the same thing he said right now he didn't give me a title or anything but he said uh vertical is looking for a gundam manga title that's in the same vein of the origin you know kind of not not the actual story or anything but in you know it's it's a pretty has a nice amount of chapters is got a pretty strong story pretty good following well that hasn't been there so
3: someone will correct me if i'm wrong but i believe i did see him mention on either twitter or tumblr that uh one possibility that they might look at would be the unicorn manga
0: oh not that uh way.
2: yeah he said something about that yeah and actually the other one well he did mention one to me um the Gundam Wing one. The, um, yeah, Battle of the Glory of the Losers. Losers, yeah.
3: <laughs> Which is, in, set, in essence, the origin of Gundam Wing because it's a refined story with all of these new elements from Endless Waltz integrated into the main section. I've been reading it. It's, it's good stuff. So, and Gundam Wing still has a popularity. So if anything, oh God, I would uh, probably put my money on, on Gundam Wing over Unicorn if uh, Origin holds out and still sells well and they do it. So, I shouldn't get my hopes up for Shar's deleted affair then. (laughs) No, you should not. (laughs) Dang, you should not. So, with that, we're going to wrap up this segment and be right back. You're listening to Gundam at MHQ.
4: This is Stephanie Shea, and you're listening to Gundam at MAHQ.
3: I can't believe Game and Warfare gave Gears of War a 3 a 9.4. Ugh, those guys have rocks in their head. It clearly deserves at least a
4: 9.6. Bro, why do you even care? Modern Warfare 3 is a far
3: superior game in every way. You guys are still playing with your consoles? fully immerse yourself in true PC gaming are you sick of nerd ragers making you feel like your games don't matter or do you feel like professional game magazines have sold out and only cover major releases sure you are so join us here at secondopiniongames.com and let us make your video game conversations fun again our main podcast focuses on all gaming news, big and small. And don't forget our other podcasts where we talk about booty game collecting, fighting games, the best games you never played, and other just mindless and mindful ramblings that entail what our main focus is. Let us be your first stop and second opinion. So stop by SecondOpinionGames.com. You can also find us on iTunes and Sticker Radio.
2: In a world where vivid flashbacks can strike without warning, In a world where a submissive adolescent must
5: pilot a giant humanoid robot to save humanity.
4: In the same world where a two-legged quadruped can run leisurely at the speed of sound with the aid of jewelry.
2: Only one podcast can discuss this with their sanity intact. And this is
5: Not That Podcast www.ssapodcast.com The Ass Backwards Anime
3: Podcast Oh wait, I was supposed to use that voice in the beginning Uh, Let's go again
4: In a world where podcasting is king you are listening to Gundam at MAHQ
3: to Gundam, we're going to jump into our second topic, which is a sort of news roundup of various bits of Gundam news that have been coming out in the last few weeks, starting with, most importantly, the new TV series that we've all been anticipating, Gundam Boyfriend.
1: woo Yes, man! I can't wait to see the dating. <laughs> yes. The dating
3: dating sim, which... Uh, promises to be unparalleled in the world of dating
1: sims awesome man we finally get to see uh we get finally get to see all the shipping we've ever wanted to see
3: and 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 setsuna can actually be with the gundam in all the ways that he wants
1: to be oh my god I, i'm about to cry
2: <laughs> which one do you think he would date if he if it wasn't XE or double you think would what do you think he would i oh gundam obviously the O, <laughs> yeah, it's, that's
3: true. That's, his that's first where it all started.
2: Love. Yeah, it's his first love.
3: Yeah, it's first love. Yeah. So, anyway, no, it is Gundam Build Fighters, which is a first for Gundam TV series in that it's not even a Gundam TV series the way you think. <laughs> it's basically a TV version of Gunpla Builders. So. <laughs> There's no conflict of Earth versus space. No teenager thrust into war in a prototype Gundam. None of that stuff. All gone. Yeah. We have kids who scan Gunpla into a video game and then fight inside the video game, which is exactly Gunpla Builders.
2: Well, what I found <laughs> out while you know, doing the panels and stuff is the reason why they're able to do it, they created a new type of... Um, uh, material or something. Plasky called. Plasti- particles. Yeah, Plasky particles. Wow. that's how they're able to, you know, scan those things and then battle with them. Yeah, Plasky. Not, not Mono- like they said it. Like uh, they were saying, not Minoski, Plasky. Plaps- <laughs> yes, folks. It, it is that is a real
3: deal. It, it is a real deal. Up. Yeah. So this series basically has a couple of teenagers, you know, using their gun plot to fight and the. Star is a student named Sei Iori who uses as his presumably first of many mecha and as the star mecha of the show, the Build Strike Gundam, which is a customized version of the Strike Gundam with a brand new striker pack. Yep. And so far we've seen a bunch of other crazy things Uh. like a heavily customized uh, Red Zaku. Yep. We've seen a heavily customized wing Gundam. Yep. And we've even seen a customized Gundam X, of
2: all things.
3: That's crazy, right? And, so- a,
2: and a skating gold sumo? Because I remember it looked like that one was skating in the, uh, the trailer. Well, the sumo can hover, so it was probably just hovering above the ground. Yeah, the it, looked, it looked like, yeah. But um, it looked a lot more maneuverable than what it was. In, uh, Maybe Turner. it's just a
3: better pilot than Harry. Maybe. <laughs> There's a no awesome.
2: bear guy. <laughs> a bear guy. So, in yeah.
1: essence... And a Gion too, man. Holy shit.
3: Pretty much everything from the original series up through Destiny is represented, including, as a side thing, Gunpaw Builder. So we have, in this trailer, they showed... Literally something from everything. You saw a bunch of grunts, like, for example, uh, F-91 Denon Zans in uh, Einrad Tires from Victory. Yes, yeah. I was going to say. S- we saw um, the Shoku from Victory Gundam in the spotlight. We saw the Lumber Gundam from G Gundam mm-hmm. fighting. We saw, I mentioned the Gion. We saw the Gaz L and R from Double Zeta. We saw the Masala from Zeta, mm-hmm. we saw, God, uh, a stock freedom. Um, yeah. I don't even, I, I, there's so many things.
2: There's a lot going on you and, and, in the, just and, this trailer.
1: In that minute 48 long trailer, you see so many suits. It's the greatest Gunpla commercial ever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much.
3: And the thing about Bandai Strategy that's brilliant is in going along with this series, what they're doing is producing HG kits of a bunch of stuff that has not had kits up to now. So it's a way to advertise all these old suits, and you bring in people because they're making kits to fill out the lines of stuff that they have not completed, like, say, from Wing Gundam, Gundam Wing, or Gundam X, and presumably a good amount of re-releases of pre-existing old kits that are being thrown into this show. So it's a great opportunity to you reel in the uh diehard gunpla fans who want to get these kits that have not existed yet plus you introduce these old kits to a whole new generation of fans and then get them to watch the old shows that these things came from so it's basically a win-win situation I think for Bandai
2: and I th- and I think from what I from what I found out too the um, the when they start releasing these old kits they're also going to be doing a lot of the customization packs that you can put it on cuz I mean pretty much Mo- i'd have to say pretty much all the suits that you see in the trailer they're they're recognizable but they 're all customized in some way, so it's really not kind
3: of all of fo- them only a few of a- them the we, saw, we saw the the zaku, we saw the build strike um, there's two custom wing Gundams and uh, the Gundam X. everything else so far from what I saw was just the original stock versions.
1: I probably oh. missed you saying this, but did you mention that the Blue Destiny's in the trailer too? Yes, the Blue yeah, Destiny yeah, is also in the trailer. Oh, yes. Yeah. So,
3: yeah, some pretty obscure stuff getting in there.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't the only thing I didn't really see anything from is G Gundam, but I'm hoping since it's No, uh, Lumber Gundam was in there. Lumber, Lumber Gundam? Gundam. I missed that yeah.
2: totally. Get
1: yeah. out. <laughs> That's awesome. You see no, Lumber have... Gundam fighting
3: yeah. uh the dinosaur mecha from yeah. Turn A the E-Gale.
2: Oh, this yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah, man. yeah cor- uh, corner, Corrins. This uh, is the stuff that fan
1: fiction met- is made of. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. <laughs> Pretty much. Man. So do you guys think this, this series stands the chance of being the first meta meta series in Gundam, basically?
3: I mean first meta TV series because, I mean, we've already had this happen with uh, gunpop Builders, but oh, that true. was just a couple of short OVAs, whereas this will be, you know, at least 26 episodes, presumably.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if of uh, a lot of the uh, the previous voice actors for different um, characters throughout the history of Gundam will show up as uh, bit roles in this. I mean, Ikeda, I hope he shows up as somebody in this.
3: Oh, <laughs> well, I would imagine. Episode.
1: Episode, I, mean, I would imagine to have
3: everyone come back.
2: Yeah, I would imagine you're gonna have uh, familiar voices. In you On could have him like be this. like the
3: president of Bandai or something.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And have
3: him have him look like him. <laughs> yes, have him look like Ikeda. like Char and dress like Char. Yeah,
0: and,
3: you know. I just want to see some sort of, like, crazy fanatic character, like, along the lines of Boris Shower who rides around on a horse.
2: Oh, God. (laughs) That'd be hilarious.
3: And it's just way too serious. Yeah. So that that would be fun to have. You know, I'm not going into this series expecting a super deep story. I'm not expecting, you know loads of character development i am going to this expecting loads and loads of crazy battles and uh gundam fan service and spotlights of old Mecha. i mean who would have ever thought that the day would come you'd see the gundam x in action again in a
2: tv show
1: yeah, yeah. especially in hd <laughs> or, or like you yeah. said
2: corin's freaking dinosaur Mecha. i mean where yeah. would you ever see something like that
3: or obscure grunts from F ninety one and Victory.
2: Yeah,
1: mm. yeah, and plus, plus, uh, there's a good chance we'll get to see a lot of uh, suits that never even were animated, like the uh, what's that? What is that line called again? The, the MSVs. Uh, MSV's. MSV's. Yeah, well, they might get a chance to see a. a hey, if a it works their... for Unicorn. Yeah, exactly. It's like they they sque- <laughs> they they squeezed so many of those into Unicorn. It's like there's no reason why they won't squeeze a few into this show, and um, probably the we more. even saw. Ones.
3: We even saw some ships because uh, when the build strike takes off into battle, it Markabon flies out it. of a uh, a Pegasus clash. Oh, it ship. is a
2: pe- yeah. Okay, I couldn't yep. tell which one, but it was definitely a Pegasus class was ship, it like the Gray Phantom or whatever that that new. The, was it. The newer, like the, it was a
3: newer one. It was not yeah, you know
2: the old original. school white base. Uh, it was sort of like in
3: between the uh, the Gray Phantom and the Albion, so it might have been the Thoroughbred. Mm-hmm. Not sure but it was definitely a Pegasus-type ship.
2: Yeah, because that was the other thing I saw, too, Is all of the supports. Sh- you sa- you know, they're, they're not as prevalent in the trailer, but you do see some different uh, support vehicles and ships and stuff like Which that. Which there
3: was a good amount of as well in Gunpla Builders. We saw mm-hmm. the White Base and, um, you know, I think, was it the Argama somewhere? Yeah. So there, there were a lot of well-known Gundam ships in Gunpla Builders, so I expect that we'll be seeing these well-known ships appearing it- in Build Fighters as well.
2: I mean what I'm expecting from this is fun. And yes. 'cause it's gonna it's gonna be just bonkers to see like a Zansari suit launching from like the Archangel or something like that. I mean just like crazy stuff like that and you, you know, or or the uh you know, the Zeta coming out of uh what is it, that um what what was that one in Victory? Uh that Uso's father was flying in? That big oh, ship Oh uh John Dark? John yeah. Something like that, you know, just or The turn A getting it coming out of anything, so you know what I want to see
3: because this deserves more screen time the Zeon's Ghetto Dendrobium.
2: Oh, yeah, <laughs>
3: I want yeah. to see that again.
1: I do, I do want to see that, or the Neo Zeal, even that would, I would, I would actually, I would love to see that. That would be uh, I'd be kind of uh, cool to see that get um, to find someone using that. I mean, that that's that's gonna be broken tier. Okay. Yeah. And how,
3: <laughs> if they're throwing in the Blue Destiny from a freaking video game, mm-hmm. you know, why not throw in some other stuff like from 0081, the, the RX-78-4 and 5?
2: Yeah, yeah, That's definitely. Not,
3: 00, not 0081, um, uh, from, uh,
2: the, yeah, the PS2 game. Yeah, I know what they're talking But also from
3: 0081, the uh, RX-78-7s. Yep. Or even some of the grunts you used before that, like the RX-81, mm-hmm. you know, or uh, hell... If you're doing Blue Destiny. You gotta throw in the Ifrit somewhere in there.
1: Yep, that's true. Yeah, I would. I would love to see the RX-78 uh, version three, the one from the novel. I would love to see that. I always wanted to see that in animation, or or even see a model of that. I don't think I've ever seen the model of that suit, um, but that would be something I would be interested in seeing. Or at least the RX-78 from Gundam the Origin would be cool to see in the series if they have that.
2: I do know that the uh, the the general was happy with the trailer because the Strike Noir wasn't. It was in there, too, wasn't it? No, it was not. He, oh, I thought it
3: was. Chris. He he asked if I think Strike Noir will show up, and I told him, don't count on it. Hey. Uh, uh, oh, maybe. And, and if it does, it would probably just be the build strike putting on the Noir pack, which would not be the same thing.
1: Either yeah. that or some yeah. evil doppelganger of the main character will show up, and then he'll be using the Strike Noir, and they'll have a mirror match. It'll be great. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so, you, you can just see with something like this where it's like a game, you can see that there's going to be... It's going to make it easy for them to go to different suits. Like you're, it's not going to be one of the. I, I don't see the situation of like the main character staying with the build strike for long. He might go to you know something else just as he goes through the tournament or whatever. Here's he's doing. my prediction. Mm-hmm.
3: So ever since Seed Bandai has had this thing, or sometimes has had this thing where instead of doing two openings and endings for show, now they do four
0: each. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So I'm guessing roughly every thirteen episodes when we get new opening and endings, at each of those points, say we'll get a new Gundam.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So
3: I'm predicting funny. for him at least four Gundams,
1: if this is a year long show. Forgive me if I missed this. Um was there any uh any any mechs from Double O in the trailer?
3: No. If no. you've been paying attention earlier, I, I, you would have caught me saying S through C, Destiny. Oh, yeah.
1: oh silly, silly me. Silly me. So
3: there's no unicorn, no double O, and no H. No H?
1: Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I know. So disappointed. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm heartbroken. But um, have you guys looked at the, um, the director of the series? Uh, it looks like his name is uh, Kenji Nagasaki. Um, I'm looking at some of the things he's worked on. He worked on Double O. He worked on Double O, and he worked on storyboards for Age and was an episode director. He's worked on Monster and Robotic Notes, uh, Robotics Notes and Guilty Crown. Just trying to see Eureka 7 and uh, Tango Tenge, yeah. one well, of Neo's favorites. That,
3: that aside, what interests me is that the writer for the series is Yosuke Kuroda, yes. who previously was, yeah. wrote Double O and oh, Gunplaw Builders. Good yep.
1: stuff. Yeah.
3: So I think we're in good hands. Any other thoughts before we move on from uh, Gundam
2: Boyfriend? <laughs> fun, fun. That's all I'm. Um, that's all I'm looking for. I'm,
1: keep, I'm keeping my expectations low, but I can't help but be a little giddy for this series because of the concept. Well, and
3: I don't think we need to have low expectations just yeah. because Age was yeah. trash. You know, I treat each. I give each show the benefit of the doubt at the start. Yeah,
1: absolutely, and, and I, I shouldn't let that that experience. Um, ruin this for well, me. It's, but
2: a, it's completely different.
1: I mean, yeah. this is yeah. not Earth it, versus it's, Space. It's yeah, just, it's, this is the perfect dumb, crazy. Fun. It's not, it's not a lofty, it's, it's, not, a, it's, it's, a, a, it's not a lofty story concept this is that, a that will gun collapse gun. on itself. This that. is popcorn guts. I mean, it,
2: it, it comes to that. It might be one of these shows that does surprise you where it's like yeah. completely lighthearted and, you know, like a Gurren Lagann. Like, you know, it's like, it's very kind of tongue-in-cheek at the beginning and then, you know, it develops into something else. So it could be something like that, And if that's what it is, fine. Mm-hmm. If if it's just, you know, uh, fight of the week and just super fun, I'm good with that too because sure. I know that I'm not looking at, I'm not going into this, oh, the earth has made all these people move up to space <laughs> and <laughs> the, the space people have now revolted with the prototype mobile suits and have decimated the earth and now the earth has to fight back. Young boy, stolen Gundam, you know, it's like, no, no, no. Yeah.
3: We're giving all those cliches a break and maybe they'll make fun of some of those cliches since this is going to be a meta show. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So
1: yeah, if if Gundam, if Gunpla Builders was any indication, then this series should rock. So I'm I'm hoping that'll be the story. And
3: it's the same writer. So I'm just expecting more of the same, but fleshed out as a Mm -hmm. TV show compared to just a short OVA. So I, I don't, I'm not going into this with low expectations just because of age. And we said, when we talked about Gunpla Builders, or at least I said that I would love to have seen, yeah, a TV here. version of Gunpow Builders, and now we're getting it. So it's pretty clear that they were just testing the waters with that, and I'm sure it exceeded their expectations, especially the massive popularity of Bear Guy.
2: <laughs> yeah, Oh, yeah. Exactly. Frickin' Star, it could have his own show, I think. It'd be a huge success. <laughs> So, if that craziness
3: worked, I wouldn't be surprised if we see even more crazy, whacked-out versions of some famous mecha along those same lines. Yeah. So, moving on, we have some news that uh, Tamino, the bald wizard himself... Oh, man. ...will be directing a Gundam TV show or a Gundam project for the series' 35th anniversary. Yeah. That is exciting news. So... I, I have a question for you guys
0: you've
3: mm-hmm. been working for a long time on this uh, sort of skunk works G Reco project yeah. mm-hmm. and given how closely these things would be timed and that Gundam's 35th anniversary would be next year right? Um, I've always sort of had the suspicion but do you guys think that G Reco is just a secret Gundam series and he's been working on that all this
1: time I had I, I had that inclination because uh, when they announced it, I thought it was going to be like a Gundam project, but maybe no more than an OVA or something. But uh, to be a full blown TV series, that that's pretty amazing. But I had a feeling it was Gundam related, kind of like um, Gaia Gear or something like that.
2: Yeah, I kind of I mean, anytime you have if it's Tamino's involved and you got the G, you know, just by the fact of being called G reco and stuff, I kind of thought about it. But then again, too, yeah, it's it's hard to say. But well, he it made it Submission of Gundam me.
3: very early on when he first started yeah. talking about G Reco, so he might have just been giving away a little bit too much there early on
2: and it would and it would make sense too and 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 you would think that sunrise they would they know that you you give this guy you'd give him all this time because he's been working on this for a couple of years, and um you know it's it's almost one of those things where they know that if he, any project that he's going to be dealing with that's going to be a Gundam project, especially like on the 35th anniversary, I mean, that right there is going to get people noticing it anyways. But, you know, maybe they finally gave him the time that he needed to do something and, and they're allowing him to do what he did. And um, I don't know. I mean, it it wouldn't surprise me. But then again, you know, who knows? And I just hope that if he's worked – if they are two separate things, I hope that all of his work that he's been doing in G Recco doesn't uh, shortchange the Gundam project that he's doing. So, And I, I honestly, I, I mean my question – follow-up question is do you guys see this uh, as more maybe an OVA or a, t- a full TV series? Because I'm thinking – just maybe based on his age and kind of his cantankerous in the past, <laughs> I'm thinking maybe an OVA, which I'm cool with. Well, but
3: a lot of guys his age are still in the fucking industry. Like, look at oh, uh, Miyazaki. That guy, that yeah. guy won't stop cranking out movies. And he, I believe, is older than Tomino. Yeah, they, yeah both at, uh, they both
1: worked at they both worked at the animation studio for. Uh, now I'm blanking on his name. Um, Tezuka, uh, Tezuka, Tezuka Productions. Yeah. So they were their their luminaries are. are um, uh, they used to work together but yeah he i, I tomino's a little bit younger than him I, I he, doesn't, look, he
3: doesn't look he doesn't look physically run down in no. you know pictures i've seen of him so i would think that you know this being the 35th anniversary and they always seem to make big deals out of the five-year anniversaries. Mm-hmm. They want to have a repeat of when they had him do turn A for the 20th anniversary. Yeah. Just the sheer marking of, hey, here's the 35th anniversary series from the original creator.
2: This I could think, be his last one. You know, it's it, could like, be his, yeah. it
3: could be his last hurrah.
1: I think Tomino's at his best when he does a TV show, too. I mean, he's, he's had a pretty good track record with most TV shows. Yeah, don't let him do OVAs. He, you know, OVAs, that's a... He Especially tries to cam- with Leicester t- Well in them. He tries yeah, to cram too many ideas into that. I, I can only imagine him sitting on the sidelines, seeing how popular Unicorn was and see how that took off. And found it went from being a novel to a, a OVA series and, and, and and him wanted to, him chomping at the bit to do another Gundam series after that. Um, I and it makes you wonder: is G is G or the series he's working on going to be in the Universal Century? Is it going to be an alternate universe like Turn Eight Gundam?
2: I would um, say that. I mean, if they're smart, the real the real the real buzz would be having him do the 30th anniversary television show that's set in Universal Century. Maybe years down the road, mm-hmm. but set in some time like that. I mean, either that or hell, you never know. Maybe we'll get the one thing that I will you know, my hope and dream is, you know, the pre one year war, um, you know, television show like, you know, the buildup of where they got to in the one year war. That would be because we've had everything past it and during it. Mm -hmm. Maybe it might be time to see something animated that's before it. I don't know. Not enough bubble suits. (laughs) that's true <laughs> that is true and maybe sorry maybe,
1: maybe maybe something in the vein of like a legend of galactic heroes but about the, uh, the 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 turmoil leading up to the one-year war like you know something that's on yeah, the but scale like of that chris just the said of none of the mobile suits i'm yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh, hope and dream denied <laughs> damn you damn you guys just shooting my shit <laughs> Hey man, I mean it's
3: just common sense, not yeah. but it, it's, but it, it, true.
2: I would I would think though if you really want this to pop, you would have it set in Universal Century. I mean, cuz like we just said, this could be his last one. So, he started off at Universal Century, his maybe this is his last one, he ended in Universal Century. You know. I don't know. We'll
3: see. Although to me honestly, you know, the the setting doesn't really matter that much as long as he's got a solid team and you know mm. if he can produce something on the same level as turn a mm. i don't care if it's set in clown century
2: oh yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know clowns do kind of freak me out so uh, it may, may take a while to get a little comfortable before i i can watch that so
1: and the main character will be Mary Bell. <laughs> <laughs> clown yep. century man um yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to see where that goes, man. I wonder if we're going to get a little bit of old Dark Tomino back or if it's going to be Happy Tomino from Turn A, man. Only time will tell.
3: Well, as he's pretty as much as... been Happy Tomino for a long time, so yeah. I don't mind.
1: As long as we don't get Wings of Rain, Tomino. That's cool. all I'm asking.
3: As long as we get Turn A and King Gainer Tomino, mm-hmm. that Tomino I'm right. happy with. There you go. Definitely. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> so next item up. Is that Sunrise actually made some mention of the
2: origin? Mm.
3: Oh, now.
2: Now we're talking. I feel a dream being crushed, though.
3: Oh. Which they said to watch for in 2014 or 2015. Now, this definitely <laughs> does make the origin a bit more solid now that they've actually seen fit to mention it again for the first time in what, two years? Mm -hmm. But I'm still kind of iffy on this and I am more believing of the fact that it will happen now but the fact that they so hastily announced it two years ago, didn't even know what format it would be, said nothing about it for two years and now they're saying next year or the year after that, you know, I'll start to get excited about it when I actually see a trailer and hear some confirmed release dates.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, same here. Yeah, because... I, I, it just reminds me of, you know, Turn A on DVD. Oh, yeah, that was two years ago.
1: Damn.
3: <laughs> There's, and it's not that uh, I don't want to admit that it's happening. It's just that a lot of things get announced and don't get made. So, you know, the fact that they've been so, um, quiet about this for so long and sort of seems like they just kind of hastily announced it and didn't know what they were doing about it mm-hmm. gives me a bit of pause and I will just wait for an actual trailer to see some actual physical animation and then I'll get excited about it.
1: So we shouldn't quite file it with the seed movie but we shouldn't still get too excited until we see some actual actual footage. Well, at
3: least, at least they've mentioned it again. Yeah. Whereas the seed movie was <laughs> mentioned once or twice and then forgotten. If they keep mentioning the origin in the subsequent months and years then uh yes we can say that the origin has outlived the seed movie and
1: become a thing so what you're saying is expected in 2016 <laughs> well no
2: i mean the, the thing is is with talking. the thing is, is at least with origin mm-hmm. they give you somewhat of a time thing even though it's very broad it's like eh, 2014 2015 where it gives them like it gives people hope of like it might happen, but yet it kind of gives sunrise the out of like, well nothing happens in 2014. it's like, uh, you know, and then by the time if 2015 rolls around, people pretty much forget by then. so you know it's it's one of those situations where you know they're kind of committing but they're non-committal at the same time.
3: yeah, you have to wonder why they're giving themselves like so much cushioning of it could be next year or the next or the year after that I mean. Mm-hmm. Considering they what's, usually what's do the this af-
2: considering they usually announce these things a few months before they actually happen, so yeah. you know. and the
3: fact that they still haven't even said if it's a TV show or an OVA oh, yeah. or a movie or whatever, so that's what makes me hesitant like why can't you give if you've been working on it for these last two years, supposedly, why can't you just give some more information about it other than expect it within the next two
2: years? I'll give you guys this question. And maybe Soul shouldn't answer because we already know the answer, but Uh um, do you really want this? Not really,
3: which is which was my initial attitude two years ago. I mean, if I want the origin, I'll go read the origin. I don't need to see the anime adaptation of the manga adaptation of the anime. anime. (laughs) That's like playing Street Fighter, the movie, the game. (laughs) Just a little too out there.
1: Soul Bro, I, I I there there are moments in Gun of the Origin I would love to see animated like the uh the scene where where Kai and and um and Sailor and Amaro are escaping the the Zeons in the Jeep and Kai's drifting like his initial D and Amaro's got the bazooka and they're just going to town. I I love the way that set piece is set up and there's other set pieces in there I would love to see animated. So I, I, it's a guilty pleasure for me to see it animated animated. I could still at least have the fallback of the mangas which I'm proud to own and and uh, love reading, but uh, if they animated it, I'd be there to watch it, that's for sure.
3: I'll put it this way. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes, it would be great
3: to see the original series redone with modern animation and with all the story tweaks of the origin, but I would always rather see... Something new, even if it retreads the one-year war yet again, than to just go and do this old story exactly again with these characters, especially when it comes to the deeply contentious issue of who your voice cast is going to be. That's true. Uh Because we've already seen things like... Uh, The knives came out for Zeta Gundam when they went and recast a bunch of the voice (laughs) actors. Uh, It happened with Saint Seiya and God, you know, it's going to happen with the origin if they end up not using Furuya or Ikeda Ikeda, or some of these other people who are still around.
1: Yeah, I mean uh, the the one benefit of Origin being animated is will it will introduce the original story of Gundam to a whole new audience that would would not read the manga of the Origin or or watch the original series because it's are you sure about movies. that
2: though? I, it would it would introduce I mean, it to some
1: people. It would. I, there's no doubt in my mind.
2: I mean, that, yeah, but that's arbitrary people. saying. I mean, but the, I, I don't know. See, I'm with Chris. I don't really want to see it because what does it do to? The original work that Tamino did. I mean, what, what, I mean, he, he did his tweaks when it came to the movie trilogy on the series. Right. And I mean, okay, so you do the Gundam the Origin, now, just like all of the stuff that gets remade now, now this becomes all of a sudden, this is what, you know, everybody's identifying it with, where, I mean, yeah, the original show and, you know, parts of the movie, there's there's still those issues. They cleaned up a lot of it in the movie. But I mean, in the end, this is what was originally there. And sometimes, you know, um, what you have and what makes these things so special, um, you know, it, it just it, it kind of you can't recreate it or anything like that. So
3: unless and and not it, kid ourselves. Bandai doesn't need to have the Origin to sell a zillion more Sharzakus uh, and RX-78s. Those are going to be sold anyway without this ever having to exist. That's to sort of, of my, my issue here. They Definitely. really don't need these to push those. There's always going to be more RX-78s and Sharzakus.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's so many different versions of the Dash 2 and the Master Grade. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just go and you look at the model kits. I mean, there's so many different ones, and everybody buys them. And they're all cool. So, I don't know. It's it's cool. Like I said, it, the origin, I think, as a story, as a manga, it works. It's nice to see it. It's nice to see some of the updating they did where, you know, Armour is a hacker and, you know, some of the some of the things that they're doing. But I mean what does this do to the original work? You know, that that's that's kind of my thing. Um you know, this is this would be like to people taking original Star Wars and redoing it just because maybe there's an I mean you can jokes aside with Lucas and stuff, but I'm just saying if like, you know, there if there was a similar thing with Star Wars or Star Trek, something like this with Gundam the Origin, what does that do to the original work? You know? Just because something's old doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah,
0: not, and not at all. And,
2: and I think that that's, I mean, if that's all they're doing it for, because they're trying to catch an audience, because a bunch of people now are like, I don't want to watch anything that was animated before 2005. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know what to tell them because yeah. if you truly like a story, I mean, it doesn't matter how old it is. Hell, I'll watch a movie made in the 30s as long as it's, like, I like. I like, no, you know what's sad is I like the original Scarface better than the freaking Al Pacino one.
3: Nah, see? Hey, nah, what is, see? what is she talking about? She's <laughs> Just what's she was crazy. I like it was
0: better.
1: She? The Cuban but, has come out. <laughs> uh, sorry. Sorry, Chris How Montana. How can you
3: say that you like that old crap better than 80 Scarface? you was Crazy. <laughs>
2: Maybe, maybe that's a bad example because m- most of my stuff with eighty Scarface is I've just burnt out because every person you ever talk to, it's like, "What's your favorite movie?" It's like Scarface.
1: Like, oh, no. shout out to so you,
3: you're <laughs>
2: <laughs> I will say though, it does have that shocking. There's the shocking scene with the chainsaw, though. I mean that that is uh, it's has been often duplicated, but never um, you know often imitated but not duplicated. So mm-hmm. pretty pretty shocking, but I don't know. Or Origin, like I said, I'm not down with. I I don't care if they do it or not. I'm not really wanting it to, but I'm still I'm I'm with everybody here. It's still sketchy with 20, you know, 2014, 2015, eh, Sometime in the 21st century. <laughs> so,
3: well, that'll bring us to our last item, which I will kick to Neo because he was at the ground level for this, which is yeah. the announcement. That Daisuke will be streaming Double Zeta. So yeah, why don't you give us uh, some some information on that about uh, what was going on in that panel there.
2: Well, I mean, we, uh, Sunrise had the panel at Anime Expo. They were going through a lot of their offerings that are coming into America this year. A lot of stuff with uh, Tiger and Bunny and Gintama, and uh, you know some of the, some of those other shows. Um, one that was looked really funny was um, you guys ever hear the what is it Daily Lives, the High School Boys. Uh, yeah. it's just – yeah, it looks kind of dumb, but it was – I was watching the thing. It looked kind of funny. It probably would get old after a while because it's just high school kids being stupid. But um, So they went through all that, and then they had to wrap up everything in the Sunrise panel. Um, they uh, The la- bef- the second to last thing was the- talking about Akito the Exiled, and then the last thing they did a – probably something they did the year before on the convention run because it was uh, dated like 2011, um, was the world of Gundam. They went through all the different, um, you know, the Gundam shows, uh, definitely talked about the new age um, OVA that's coming out or movie that's coming out. And then at the end was, oh, and now what we're announcing a new edition that we're going to be releasing very soon on Dice Dice and everybody's like, then they go, double Zeta. And everybody was kind of like, huh? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not that it's a bad show, but, I mean, for what you would think of, you know, what was it, two years ago it was announced that Turn A was going to be released on DVD with English subtitles and, and all this stuff. And the conventional thinking of just because of how things are, uh, with a Gundam show that hasn't been released in America, you know a lot of people. Because I actually was sitting around, some people and they say, "Oh, we're going to be releasing something on DICE Games, and somebody behind me said, "Turn A," and it's like, "No, Double Zeta." So, um, <laughs> sometime in the near future, they're going to be releasing Double Zeta. So, um, I was sh- I was shocked. I immediately emailed these guys to let them know so they could post it up and everything. But um, uh, when when you got that email, Chris and Soulbro were you kind of like, K?
3: <laughs> you know, I'm really not at all surprised because if you think about it, Double Zeta is the only part of this really old school Gundam that hasn't been released here. Yeah. So there's that gap to be filled, you know, between Zeta and Shars Counterattack. Mm-hmm. Then you've got Unicorn, which has been doing, I guess, decently in America and obviously has a lot of connections back to Double Zeta. Yep. So it would sort of makes sense to release that because that ties in pretty closely with something that is being currently
1: released. Plus, yeah. plus Daisuke currently already has Zeta Gundam in yeah. their, on their, in their yeah. library, so why not have the sequel there for people who are interested?
3: Yeah, yeah I was, mean, and then you could seamlessly do it that you watch Zeta on Daisuke, and then once you're done with that, you just hop in and watch Double Zeta mm-hmm. and pick right up. And be and my deft?
2: and it was funny because (laughs) when they went when they went through this world of Gundam thing you know of course they you know talk about what Gundam is and then they do kind of a roll call the shows as they came out and they would show like oh 0079 and they'd be like you know Mobile Suit Gundam, Zeta Gundam, blah 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 and everything that wasn't released in America they didn't mention you would see it but it wasn't mentioned on the voice track and it was like there was a good point there it was like oh Mobile Suit Gundam, you know Zeta Gundam, you know they didn't say anything for zeta and then it was like you know all the all the shows that were afterwards and then you know of course the few like um you know uh the double um what is it uh, like igloo and turn a and stuff like that but yeah i mean i was just i i guess just because of the build up and everybody's been wanting that but i agree with you after thinking about it i was in the same way too it's like it, done, it does kind of make sense and you know my initial my initial kind of shock or, or kind of you know what the hell Thing wasn't the fact because it, it's bad i mean we've we've discussed double zeta it's got its it's good and it's got its bad but um you know it, it was interesting and you know what it's uh, as i've been thinking about i'm i'm actually getting kind of excited now to see it because uh <laughs> i'd like to see the treatment that they uh that hopefully we can get it with um, some good subtitles uh, well
3: look so. at look at it this way you know Out of these old Gundam shows that have not been released here of Double Zeta and Victory and X and Turn A, you got to start somewhere.
2: Oh, yeah. Why not start with the oldest?
3: You know, whichever one you start with, there's going to be people who wish that you started with something else. Yeah. So if they had chosen X... Sure, we'd be elated by that, but then the people saying, oh, why do not you start with Victory or Turn A? And then if you start with Turn, people say, oh, why do not you start with X? Or why do not you start with Double Zeta? Blah, 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 blah. So, <laughs> you know, either way, you have to begin somewhere if you're going to be releasing these old Gundam shows on Diceki. So might as well get the oldest one out of the way, especially since it's the sequel to one of the shows you already have streaming right now. So to me, it makes perfect sense to start with Double Zeta. And I don't mind if they're starting with that. I hope that this is not the first and only unreleased Gundam show that they stream and i do hope that they get around to uh giving us victory and x and turn a in the future
2: yeah i'm thinking about it too it's like it is universal century and and for whatever you can say about sunrise their focus is always going to be um you know universal century is always going to have uh that little priority focus so you know looking at it that way it does make a lot more sense with it especially like you said earlier they already got zeta out all the other, um, you know, universal centuries that came afterwards, up to Unicorn, are have been available. So, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm ready to go on that. So, yeah, you're right, though. I I hope it's not the last one. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope it does happen because they didn't really have a date on it. So, um, it was just kind of one of those, you know, this will be up soon. So, whatever that means.
3: And here's uh, hoping that they step up their release schedule because. The sort of drip, drip, drop release that they've been doing yeah. isn't really cutting it. I'd like no. to see them step up and release more episodes of stuff every single week to sort of get these things out sooner. Because you know, why bother watching things if it takes them forever
2: to get through these shows and get yeah, the I mean, whole thing up? They really, now that
1: the, go ahead.
2: Now they. I mean, the one thing that was a little interesting whenever we get the the inner. Um, the recording of the panel up. Uh, they talked about uh, age. The age movie is going to be on Double uh, on Gundam Info. So I'm wondering. Uh, I hope there's not, um, you know, there's a conflict here. You know, band, uh, Sunrise is part of Daisuke, that little, you know, that kind of joint venture with those other studios. But then they released, you know, Gundam Info, and you know, like in and the they're news, they're putting
3: Double O on Gundam yeah. Info rather exactly. than on Daisuke. So maybe there's still some. Some uh, issues, mixed yeah. up strategy, and and you know lack of clarity of what they're doing because they're putting Zeta and Seed and Double Zeta on Daisuke, but then at the same time they're dropping Double O on Gundam.info Info. So, and then they're dropping five
2: episodes a week on yeah. Gundam.info Info, which so. do you
1: wish Daisuke would do. So <laughs> <laughs> instead of one every time they feel like. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I, so, I, I, I agree. They definitely need to kick up the pace, man, because I, I go back and I check on what episodes of Zeta are up there, and it's like, wow, only five or six? Come on, guys. <laughs> I only did, like, only I might as well just out. watch my DVDs. <laughs> yeah, I was just popping my DVDs, guys. Or, or, or back when it was on YouTube, the whole daggone thing was up there. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, thought, I thought that was going to be the deal, that they would throw all the... Uh, the episodes of the show up there, so that people can just run through it at at, at will, and then um, be clamoring for another Gundam series whenever they decide to put that up. But I guess they're doing the way they doing it the way they they see fit, and I just hope that they realize that faster is better in this case. We'll see.
3: We'll see soon enough. So watch for more news about all of these projects, and it goes without saying that when Build Fighters starts up in October, we're gonna be covering it regularly like we did with double o and age so watch for those discussions
2: makes uh, makes easy. every other makes uh, finding a topic for every other episode a lot easier <laughs> <laughs> yeah it sure does i guess so we will definitely be hitting that
3: up starting in october and that will put an end to this segment we'll be right back you're listening to gundam at mhq
0: Syrup to
4: God damn it! Open! Prime, you said the Matrix would light our darkest hour. Magnus, I want the Matrix.
3: Never!
2: I thought they smelled bad on the outside on upcoming superhero movies.
3: Scott, I'm gonna punch you in the face. Why?
1: (laughs) Because there is another movie that we must discuss.
2: Oh, what's that?
1: Man of Steel.
2: Oh, Man of Steel. Okay, oh, there's the, someone say that. Here's my thoughts on Man of Steel. It's Zack Snyder directing Kryptonian on Kryptonian Violence. And as much as I'm annoyed that they're recycling a Superman villain we've already seen on screen, and that there are plenty of Superman villains we could talk about...
1: But he was the best Superman villain.
2: This is going to be the best Dragon Ball Z movie
3: ever. <laughs> I have no frame of reference for, for Dragon Ball Z please check our website at
2: from a time long ago in a basement far away there comes a time when there's only one hero to protect us all from the trolls warranted and unwarranted is it him? against gundam c destiny
4: it appears destiny is firmly on my side it, what? there stands a man
2: who alone will defend the honor of said show for all to enjoy
4: you're something that shouldn't have been allowed to exist boy just shut up
2: his name rings out and is like curses to those evil yours.
4: If people learned of your existence, they would want to be just as you are!
2: (gasps) That name? Chadman
4: 025, Defender of Destiny! You shouldn't blame me! This is mankind's dream! Mankind's desire! Mankind's destiny!
2: Coming this fall on WSBR, your home for DVR hits.
1: This
4: is pretty cool. Just gotta keep on trucking, yes sir. I'm gonna go outside and make myself a nice big shiny first place medal, sit in the sun and have a stupendous friggin' day. Goddammit! damn it! Well, all right, you're messy. Would you make me a medal too?
1: Welcome back to Gundam at MAHQ. This closes out episode 127, where we actually reviewed the second volume of Gundam, the origin, the Garma chapter. And I was going to say that you can go and pick that book up, uh, but apparently it's sold out. So...
3: (laughs) Well, it's not sold out. It's just what's out there is what's
1: left. What's out there is what's left. So if you guys come across a copy, snatch it up.
2: (laughs) Yeah. If if it's one of these things where you, you, you find it online somewhere and payday is not for a couple of days borrow money from someone
1: there you go because man. if you
2: wait a couple of days may not be there so
1: and make sure you put your pre-order in steal from you your break. parents
3: sell <laughs> drugs do whatever you need to do yeah. Chop, chop up that brick <laughs>
2: States like get, get, mine, where you get a uh, bottle deposit, you know, go, go to, go to various uh, dumpsters and dumpster dive for bottles get, and cans. Get,
1: uh, get Heisenberging on that. That's right. Take, take the Walter White course in, exactly. in self-employment. <laughs> as long as you respect the chemistry. There you go. <laughs> Now,
2: that, that, that would be an interesting anime where it'd be like some crazy otaku who's like, I must buy everything that's anime, yet I can't afford it. I'm just going to start doing, oh, luckily, I'm a, I'm a good chemist or something like that. I'm just going to do methamphetamine instead of what, uh, paying for cancer treatment? Okay. <laughs> it's like, in a way, Walter White was a little justified, but, you know. I don't need not- to worry about my family. I don't even care about my family. I need all of the anime. <laughs> Build Fighters is coming out,
1: and <laughs> got a build there's the surplus.
2: It's 400 new mecha coming in. New mecha kits coming out during it. I got models to
1: buy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Woman, I don't care about electricity. I gotta buy gunpla. You <laughs> kind of would not need electricity. Well, you could. Well, you could probably do it. You could probably do it by candlelight. You probably could do it, by, or like uh, Coleman lantern. So what's those
1: (laughs) but uh, we talked about that and also we talked about all the upcoming uh, news it's all the news that broke out this week uh, based on Gundam properties especially with uh, Gundam Build Fighters in the last few weeks in the last few weeks with Gundam Build Fighters and uh, G. Reco and all the like and the second segment and um, this episode we're going to go ahead and postpone the mailbag until uh, next episode where we have plenty of questions to answer and you guys got a lot of questions answered last episode so i hope you guys enjoyed that um but uh before we close this episode out any thoughts any last thoughts from you guys no, no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, um, when you guys have a time, please check out these websites. Head on over where the magic happens. MAHQ.net. That's the Mecca and Anime Headquarters. Also, make sure you visit Gundam.net, the official website for the Gundam at MAHQ Podcast, and where you can download and find information on this episode and our entire back catalog. Join in on the conversation at Talk. Net, where you can also find official forums for Gundam, where you can submit questions, topics, and reply to anything that we said in this episode. All other links for Gundam at MAHQ can be found at about.me slash Gundam. There you will find links to us on iTunes, Facebook, YouTube, and our other media facets. After listening to Gundam, the next podcast you should be listening to is Chaos Theater, MAHQ's other podcast that focuses on other facets of nerddom, hosted by the webmaster of MAHQ himself, Chris Guanche, and everybody's favorite pedal bear of the South, Pedro Cortez? Listen to them at chaostheater.blogspot.com. Shinjuku Station also has a podcast that focuses on fighting games. Called Fighters Ready, hosted by Gundam's own Sobro Ryu and his co host Nick the Stampede. Fight your way on over to fightersready.net where you can download episodes and join in on the conversation. And as I promised a few weeks ago on the Gundam forums and on um, the Twitter page for uh, Gundam at MHQ, I wanted to give shout outs to several people who uh, went out and picked up Gun of the Origin to post the pictures of it. First, all the people on Twitter that picked up the book Eric Metz, who's at Eric Metz. Yuri, who's at Yuri underscore <laughs> Ordeste, O R D E S T E is how it's spelled. Next is at Ronin0510. Richard L. Zarth III, which is at R L Z I I I. Shaz, who goes by at ShazMyBot on Twitter. James Tan. Who you can follow on Twitter At Bloody Knight 85 And that's Knight spelled K-N-I-G-H-T Next is Flame X Long time listener You can follow him At Cyber X Speed And lastly My man Kyle Who goes by the name of At Highest Metal Clearly you must be Gundanium Next up, all the players on the Facebook group for MAHQ. Starting off with longtime listener Daniel Mason, the great, 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 great grandfather of Howard Mason. Howard Mason! That's right, your favorite red shirt from O. Next is Nick Burgenski, also another favorite person of Gundam, at least one of my favorites, Jabman025, also known as Jeff Bachelor, Matthew Kyle, Jeff Kenda, Robert Hayes. Longtime listener of Gundam goes by the pseudonym of Arbiter Gundam. Our favorite Macross news specialist, Josh Lawrence Rosenberg, Jay Steinbrecker, my man, the one and only Nick the Stampede, A.K.A. Nick Bybee, Tom Winnicki, Oscar Esqueda, Kevin Comer, J.T. Frey, Adam Walton, Enrique Ramos, the Xavier Baptiste. Of course, one of our favorite people. The host of the I Thought They Smelled Bad on the Outside podcast, The Foul Sorceress, a.k.a. Scott Walker, Shahid Bashir, and my man Sasuna F. Black, one of our longtime listeners from Philly, Adam Ankra. Many thanks to everybody who bought the book and going out there and supporting Gun of the Origin. Hopefully, those who listen to this, um, I'll be doing the same thing for book three. So if you get the chance, make sure you go out there and pre-order the book now on Amazon for Gun of the Origin book three. And my apologies for anybody who I might have missed. I, I scanned through weeks and weeks and weeks of posts to find everybody who actually bought the book and posted up pictures. But um, thank you all who participated. And I hope to see you guys again on the next shout out list for Gundam, the origin book three. And that's it for Gundam at MAHQ. We'll see you guys next time.
2: Francisco, c'est c'est... Getting...
4: Just because the apocalypse is here doesn't mean you can't look and feel your best. My exclusive Kaiju harvesting and preservation process can provide you with all the Kaiju organs, tissue, and bodily fluids you need to lose weight. Look younger, beat cancer, prevent heart attacks and strokes, cure insomnia, Reverse balding, treat depression, anxiety, ED, OCD, ADD, lactose intolerance, incontinence, and restless leg syndrome. Our products are 100% authentic and non-toxic. We thoroughly neutralize the acidity of all kaiju remains to ensure they're completely safe for your consumption. So don't wait one more minute. End your suffering. Enhance your life. And be the best you you can be before we all become extinct. Call, click, or look for the kaiju symbol
1: at your local black market today. Gundam at MAHQ is a Shinjuku station and MAHQ.net joint.
5: There is no tradition really in Western live action about robots that are 250 foot high. It's basically a building walking around.
3: The term Jaeger is German for hunter. It's one of the nicknames for these mechs.
1: Mecha culture is obviously something that hasn't been done a lot for mainstream audiences. So we needed to top what had gone before and we needed to get bigger and badder.
5: I was very influenced by anime. You know, mainly the anime of my youth, Tetsujin 28. I really assembled a group of designers that knew and loved anime. The only rule I gave to the whole crew is that we should never discuss reference. We would respond only to the design of that particular robot within the universe of Pacific Rim. The first step on designing the robots was we did like 40, 50 silhouettes of all the robots And we just looked at the silhouettes and I said, this one's good, this one's good, this one's good. And then we would grab that silhouette and start developing that robot. Guillermo's been very clear that he wants to differentiate all the Jaegers, to come up with a personality, an attitude that each of them have that makes them different. Ready to activate the Jaeger in three, two, one.
2: The Russians control the Jaeger called Cherno Alpha. It looks like a big tank. It's incredibly powerful.
4: There's the Chinese Jäger run by the waves and the triplets.
3: I think that will be really visually exciting to see, these three people piloting one of these Jaegers. The Striker is the Mark V
4: Jaeger. She's faster and more fluid and more agile than any other Jaeger. Gypsy Danger is the very special Jaeger, that's the sort of hero Jaeger. You
5: know, Gypsy Danger, we wanted very much to feel like a classical gunslinger. And we gave it the anatomy of a big cowboy. I wanted the majesty of a tanker, big flat surfaces made of a lot of plating. And in between those things, you see this intricate machine moving pistons and levers and gears that are creating the mechanical movement. We reveal that level of design only in certain areas. That gives a frequency to a robot that you haven't seen in live action in any film. We really wanted to design these us to be robots that would make us excited when we were 10 or 12 years old. I didn't want to reference any other work of fiction in the design of the Jaegers. I didn't want them to look like a certain mecha or to look like a certain piece of anime or another movie. I wanted them to be all their own.